A happy Thanksgiving to all of our fans in the US. We hope you have a wonderful day. And welcome to the Wrestling Travel Podcast, episode 21, following on from our epic episode 20 last week. My name is Danny, and of course, I'm joined by the host of the Lockdown Sessions and Wrestling Travel's US representative, Justin Clapper. And we've got the mad dog, Mike Angus, UK North West. Sorry. <laughs> was that my Pee Wee Herman introduction, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, hey, happy um, Thanksgiving, by the way, uh, Justin. Happy Thanksgiving, mate. Thank you, guys. Hey, this isn't just episode 21 of the podcast. This is our uh, Thanksgiving throwdown, our holiday spectacular. Uh, I know I'm getting paid triple time uh, to be here because it's a holiday for me. You guys, I know it's just another day. Um, I've got a know. turkey in the oven and uh, pumpkin pie and all that going on downstairs. Oh, you know, I'm getting that's in all room. you need. <laughs> if you got a turkey, you got pumpkin pie, you got family, and I know you can turn on some wrestling. I mean, what's a better day? <laughs> that's it. Certainly. But first of all, before we get into the action in today's episode, we, of course, want to pay our respects to Bob Ryder from Impact Wrestling, who sadly passed away this week. Of course, there was a lot of heartfelt um, tributes to him that were posted on social media throughout yesterday. And the thoughts of all of us here at Wrestling Travel go out to Bob's friends and family indeed. Um, but Justin, would you like to introduce today's first guest on episode 21? Uh, absolutely. I think um, I don't know how many people are watching right now because it is the holidays. I'm hoping that, you know, right before the football and the turkey gets started over here in the States, that we can provide you with some awesome entertainment. And listen, this guest is the three of us combined aren't as cool as the guests that we have coming up. So we're very honored and privileged to have all the way from the great white north in canada the interview queen herself uh miss alicia atoot hi you guys are cool come on give yourself some credit well, i was giving myself a lot of credit but these guys you haven't spent a lot of time with these guys so that's true maybe after this time on the podcast i'll make up my, my final decision on the cool scale <laughs> hi guys hi alicia lovely to see you yeah lovely to see you too i'm really happy to be hanging on the podcast today this will be one of those things when you do your career retrospective. You like people will be like, "What are your your top five biggest regrets?" <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you are the absolute worst for putting yourself down, man. You've done is, such a good job with the lockdown sessions. You know, we all, we only spoke on uh, on Monday for what was it four hours? <laughs> I know. I didn't, didn't get away from me. You're doing a so great that, job. That'll, that'll bring me to my first question for our esteemed guest. Really. So you do a great job, obviously, the interviews, Ambi, everything. I, I mean, I love watching uh, every week and seeing who you have on. And I love how you do your, your questions. My questions are like, hey, when did you break into wrestling, wrestling this, wrestling that? And you go in so many different directions. But I tend to go off on a tangent. Poor Nikita Koloff had to sit on with me for like an hour and 20 minutes because I'm like, dude, if, he if he's answering questions, I just keep going. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at the time. Do you have trouble 
uh, keeping to like a time constraint when you do that? I know you edit stuff down, but are, am I the only one that ends up going off on a tangent and sending rest sure. of travel? I'm sure not the only one, but no, I don't really happen to have trouble with that. But then again, um, I have been doing this for quite some time. So I feel like I've been able to kind of hone my craft and I almost don't even need a timer. Like if I'm doing an interview, I can weirdly tell, oh, it's the 10 minute mark. Oh yeah. They feel like I'm at 15 minutes. So yeah, it's just something that's kind of instilled in me now. And also the fact that I do promos where it's like, okay, this has to be a minute and a half long between you and the wrestler. I feel like that's kind of given me a little bit of training as well so yeah that hasn't luckily it hasn't really been a an issue for me but maybe we can work on a couple things and i can help a brother out because <laughs> i remember when justin and i actually did the first interview he was like asking me questions right and then he's like wait i don't know if that was a, a good question or not and i'm like justin the first rules you never admit like if you think something's not good or it is you know you just just roll with it so that cracked me up so much but I've been watching some of the recent ones, and you've come a long way. I'm proud. You know what? That's where I will pat myself on the back because I cannot even watch that interview I did with you, the first interview, because I started watching it back, and I'm like, you know how you, you, you step away from the person that's on the screen? And as I'm watching it, I'm like, if that guy says um or ah one more time, I'm going to punch him in the throat. And it's me. It's terrible. But, but at least, you know, I've, I've improved. No, I've been there. When I go back and watch my interviews from when I was 16, 17, it's, it's cringeworthy. So by no means when I'm talking now, am I admitting I was amazing from the start? Because I most definitely was not. It definitely takes a lot of practice, a lot of uh, effort, just that passion behind it, research. There's so many elements that go into interviewing. So you'll get there. <laughs> Has there been now what I find when I reach out to somebody for an interview is they'll say, yeah, because I've treated the lockdown sessions like this. Um, I want it to be almost an infomercial for the, the person that I have on. Ask them some questions and, you know, put yourself over um, during this pandemic. Sell a T-shirt or or if it's an indie star. Hey, I've never heard of Mad Dog Mike Angus, but now that I've talked to him, he seems pretty cool. I see him on a poster. I want to buy a ticket. But I get a lot of people, the the bigger names and even some of the not so big names. Yeah, I'd love to do it. I'd love to come on. And I go, great. Let's pick a day. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to come on. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So that, okay, that's not just me then. <laughs> no, even, even people that I'm like friends with, it's like, yeah, I'm good. And then you have to chase up. And next thing you know, you have like a big thread of text. And they're like, oh, my God, I'd like eight things come up, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes that's genuinely the case. And then other times it's people that, you know, I'm acquaintances with or we've worked shows together and you're just waiting on that reply. And then the trail's gone cold. And then you're like, what the hell did I do? Like, why even say yes in the first place, damn it? And then next thing you know, they'll either write back and it's because they were super busy or they just leave that trail cold. And then you run into them at a show and then they try to like BS their way out of it, which is hilarious. But, you know, that's the thing too, though. Going into interviews, I never, ever expect someone to say yes. My time is everything. Their time could be everything, you know, but just don't say yes in the first place. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Luckily, it doesn't happen a lot. Like it really doesn't. But when it does, I'm like, dude, why you got to do me like that? <laughs> Some of my favorite replies I had told you and I won't say, but talking to Brian Cage live at Warrior Wrestling was one of the best replies because he's always been fantastic with us and i caught him at a just just a bad time 
and it was awesome. But my favorite written reply, because I will always do from the wrestling travel, like, hey, we're do this thing. Would you like to come on? Loki sends us a message that says, I don't do watch alongs with wrestling fans. And I'm like, <laughs> and I remember Danny going, Well, we'll try to tell him it's not. And I'm like, no, dude, just leave it. Because that's hilarious. I can imagine, I can imagine Key saying it in, in like his super intimidating voice too. That is so funny. <laughs> that's how I read it too. I was like, oh. <laughs> I love that. Um, Fantastic. Oh my Sorry, but before we go into any other questions, have you ever told everyone your Cole Cabana story, Justin? No, I haven't, but I'm a story. Is that, on, is that on, that on limits? No, it's totally on limits because it did happen and I'm an idiot. So, uh, but it's, <laughs> it, 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 uh, we coined the phrase that day that I, I don't want to Colt Cabana anyone because yeah. I've. Uh, should I tell it, or do you want to tell it, or do you want to kind of tell it together? Let's right now. Let's you let's share. Let's perfectly. share the, the reins. This is okay, this is a great, so great story. Just around a year ago, a little shade over a year ago, Alicia and I are at AEW Full Gear at the Starcast, um, sharing a table for wrestling travel. Because if you don't know, dude, we love having Alicia in. She she helps us out a lot with, and her and I. It'll be shenanigans at the table because a lot of times you think it's really cool sitting at a convention and doing stuff, and it's a lot of right. right. Sometimes, sometimes you get a rush and you're busy for like ten minutes straight, and then other times some like mega mega star comes in and like Taker is signing, and the tables are completely dead, and you just you have to kill tons of time. So Justin and I have become experts at that. <laughs> and, and this time we're in Baltimore, wherever they had us. I remember that it, the lighting was terrible. Like we're kind of like in the dark and we're up on a balcony so we can see the star cast things happening. And I am, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get up once in a while, go around and talk to some wrestlers and go, Hey, I want to get uh, them on camera going, Hey, you know, happy holidays to wrestling travel. So I'm getting up once in a while and doing stuff. And I, I honestly, I know the gig. I know I'm supposed to be at the table. And when somebody comes up, I go, hey, you know. But I don't want to overwhelm them with wrestling travel stuff. And most of the time, they are not there to see me at all. They're, that's a whole other story of some of the people that come up to you where I feel like you're big brother. And I go, hey. <laughs> yeah. you know, what, what's cool? he's, he's become my bodyguard <laughs> at half of these shows. <laughs> And I try, like, like I don't want to write Warrior and stuff like that. I try to be there to take a picture for somebody, but I try not to be too, like, I don't want to be like this to you, but I get protective sometimes. Yes. No offense to wrestling fans, but just like any other genre, there's some creeps out there. So I get kind of like, all right, hey, freaking get out of here. Um, and then, I, you know, of course, I, I fall on the ground in public uh, on a sidewalk in front of Alicia, too. Like, we have that type of friendship where it's okay uh, i was on the phone trying to order us an uber in baltimore and i'm standing here in the sidewalk curb is here she's freezing she's like, i'm gonna jump in the 7-eleven and i'm like okay i'm gonna try i can't get uber to work i can't get a signal and, I, and then all i hear is a thud and i turn around <laughs> 
and he's laying on the floor with his literally just his hand up with his phone in his hand and at first I'm horrible horrible person at first my instinct was to laugh and then I run over and I'm like Justin oh my god are you okay and then this guy comes over who sees him laying on the floor (laughs) and he's like can I help you up man like some stranger just trying to be a good person and Justin goes no, 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 I dropped, I dropped one of my contacts. And he pretends that he's trying to covered. It was so oh. funny. Meanwhile, anyway. back to the story. So yeah. I know I'm supposed to be kind of like, you know, selling wrestling travel, but most people are there to see the interview queen. And she does it. She does awesome because people, and I'm, I'm going to put you over here, but I'm being dead serious. The fans will be there to get a picture, autograph, or stuff with Alicia. But she's always going, "Hey, I'm also I'm here with wrestling travel," and she puts us. Oh yeah, I know. I know the spiel. Like I'm ready to go at these conventions. (laughs) Monthly payments is our favorite. We actually got a pretty good routine down where we can go. We're like a comedy duo. It's true. we We can like riff off each other. Well, after days, I don't know. Were we there two days, three days? It was day three, uh, I think. So I'm Something like, like this. I'm this guy at the convention table. And um, I think I'm talking to you guys in the UK because you guys are at a uh, SmackDown or something. And some, in the dark, some guy comes up and my brain is, he's coming to, to get an autograph from Alicia or do whatever. And we have stickers there. And he's going, uh... What are they? Oh, can I grab one of these uh, stickers or something? And I go, hey, dude, you just grab how many you want, whatever you want. He goes, like, take one. Just just take one, man. Go for it. Go for it. Like, in the most nonchalant way. <laughs> <laughs> and then he literally, this guy looks almost, like, a little bewildered. And I was like, hey, how are you doing? How have you been? And Justin's still kind of, like, a little tuned out. And the guy walks away. And then, <laughs> and then he looks and he goes, wait. Who, who was that? And Justin kind of like puts everything together and realizes it was Cole Cabana that came to our table. And he was trying, he totally just blew him off. Like it was, it was so freaking funny. <laughs> and I just remember yeah, thinking, so if you guys like, ever wonder if wrestling travel ever wonders, like, hey, why don't you reach out to Cole Cabana and uh, do it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I do kind of remember oh like. God. Looking up and kind of get the look from him, like, yeah, see. What? Terrible. Terrible. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it was just so funny, though, because I just, I'll never forget his face when he, like, it was like in a movie where the twist happened and he's, like, getting all the pieces of the puzzle together and it's all coming to fruition and the light bulb goes yeah. off. It was just, and by that point, too, when you're signing and talking so much, you just, you're exhausted. So you're almost in the obnoxious phase where everything that would be, like, a five on the scale of funny is, like, an eight or a ten. We were just, oh, we were just, like, over it. It was so funny. I'll, I'll not forget that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so if you ever get Colcabana somebody. Yeah, I definitely cold cabana him. Because usually Alicia and I are like, do you think it's too soon for us to get up and go eat something? Uh, <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm trying to get my, my headphones for some reason disconnected. I don't know why. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Oh, well, this is where fun. This happens in an interview live, but we're recording it. So Mad Dog, 
I can hear you. This has never happened to me ever. <laughs> it's because I had something come through and then it just went ding. But worst case scenario, I'll just plug my other headphones in. Is she uh, is she Paul Cabana in us at this moment? Oh, we're getting Paul Cabana as we speak. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna plug these ones. I was gonna say while while we're sort of that out, I'll just tell you I had a great experience with uh, Colt Cabana actually. We went um up to Edinburgh Fringe Festival up in Scotland for um there's a big comedy festival here in uh, the UK and up in Scotland and it was really real great experience. One of my friends was doing a play up there and also where uh, Colt Cabana was doing his show up there, like his podcast live and uh yeah, it was really funny. Good night, and there was, there was only like thirty people in this pub, basically in Edinburgh, Scotland, and everyone was on the beers and stuff. But yeah, Cole put on a uh, a great little podcast that evening, pointing out some great botches from wrestling history. So uh, that was pretty awesome. And uh, another time when I saw Colt was uh, at one PW uh, with the late great Tracy Smothers when they did the dance off. I think I may have shared that video with you guys at Wrestling Travel, and it was. Uh, Tracy Smothers with Southern Comfort were doing a bit of a dance-off, and then uh, Colt Cabana and Greg Burridge tried to take them on, but they got the beat down instead. He didn't even get any of his dance moves out, Colt Cabana, so you could say that that night he got Colt cabana as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start getting threats from Colt Cabana on Twitter or something now. So, uh... um, Alicia, we're at like the one-year anniversary, too. Like um, This time last year, you're packing... Uh, to go to Wrestlecade and work with us. And right. I know you work right. You did um not only were you there with us, but you hosted um with Dustin uh Runnels, Dustin Rhodes. Yes. What's it like? Uh, now I know I know kind of this answer because we got to work together with the stadium series for Warrior, but we're still in this pandemic. It's it's up, it's down, it's all over the place. But, I mean, that's got to be kind of bittersweet thinking like a memory like that, like a year ago. Because I know how much you love hanging out with the fans and wrestling. So what's that like right now? Like, you got nothing. You got no WrestleCade this weekend. I know. It's so, so crazy to me to think that was an entire year ago. Like, that's just, just baffling. But, um, yeah, it was such an amazing experience. I think that was my second or third WrestleCade being down there. And the first time I did it, I actually worked directly for WrestleCade. So I was walking the floor, getting interviews, all that kind of stuff. And it was so fun being there with Wrestling Channel because one, like, as you guys have been able to tell through this podcast like we just shoot the breeze anytime in between so that and eat a lot so that was super fun um and then just walking around meeting fans like that's one of my favorite parts of my job is just seeing the people that support and genuinely care and they're not just a number behind the screen when you're counting youtube views or looking at analytics it's like oh my gosh like you're jose who's bought like 30 merch autographs for me that's amazing to meet you like i i love that so much so the fact that i don't get to do that as frequently everyone doesn't get to it's it sucks it's 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 one of those things where we have so much to worry about right now of course it's not like the worst thing going on but it's just one of those parts of the job that i miss so I've been trying to implement a bunch of different things and ways to be interactive, whether it's replying to things a lot more through socials, whether it's people like sending me DMs, saying interviews they love, like one little thank you or, oh, I'm so happy you enjoyed it can go such a long way. And I'm also doing a bunch of things in my merch store that are more interactive. So I have everything from personalized videos to uh, 10 and 20 minute Skype sessions, which have actually been so much fun to do. Uh, I just came up with like new holiday cards where I can inscribe like personal messages on the back. They're like uh, double-sided postcards. So I've really been trying to just 
do different things, whether it is like them wanting to support me through the store, um, which I may as well shamelessly plug, it's just alishatoot.bigcartel.com um, or just the stuff where it's like casual online, just liking things, saying thank you. So it's different. It's it's taken a little bit of adjustment even when it comes to the interviews not being in person, but I feel like it's been enough time and enough months have gone by where we're all making do, we're all kind of used to it, even though it doesn't feel right per se. Um, it's as good as it can get right now and we're just kind of trucking along. So I miss it though, I do. You know, and then the other thing, just to back you up on that, like we have been, I don't know how many shows you and I have done uh, together, but you know, it's, it's a, a lot, hands a lot. Yeah. but you have some of the coolest and most loyal fans. Like, I, I just want to put them over. Like we did uh warrior stadium series, a uh, couple shows together. And the people that just like you said, it sounds like if you were from the outside, you might say like, Oh, Sure, Alicia recognized somebody that, that buys 30. She does. They come yeah. up and they, this and <laughs> that and they posters and everything. And you 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 are so good with them, which is important, I think, because from the outside looking in, like um, I can buy like if I buy Mad Dog merchandise, he's not gonna, he's like, whatever. He doesn't care. Um, but talk about that. And I don't want to put us over, but how cool was it when I got the call from you going, Hey, I can come down. And I can do oh, warrior yeah. wrestling, and it was awesome. Oh my gosh, it was so exciting! Yeah. Well, first off, that. huge thank you to Wrestling Travel for just like last minute being able to put everything together. It just blew my mind. But so because of the pandemic, I from February of no March of this year, I hadn't been to the states, and seven months had gone by. And then all of a sudden, I realized that I could actually come to the states from Canada by flight. We're not allowed to cross the border by uh, ground or by driving, but you can fly over. So when I found this out, everything changed. I realized we were a week away or maybe it was like five days away from a warrior wrestling show. And I knew wrestling travel was going to be there with the kind of relationship we have. I figured, let me just hit, hit them up and see if anything can happen. So next thing you know, over like 48 hours, we're waiting on replies, putting the pieces together, kind of working our whole deal out without going into like too much detail and all the pieces of the puzzle just came together and within those 48 hours I had my ticket booked thanks to Danny uh, we were able to um, put everything together and then I was there for my first show in seven or eight months it was so hard just seeing shows come back seeing all my friends out there I was happy for them at the same time it was bittersweet because I wanted to be there doing my thing so being able to be back at Warrior not just for one show but two shows back to back weekends. It was just a blast. I love that company. They've always treated um, wrestling travel and myself well. They treat all their talent well. And their shows are amazing. Um, being able to watch the specific shows that happened that weekend were just fantastic. Seeing fans again was crazy. Being able to like sell merch is just something, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't think about like missing, but just it, it's how we make ends meet. So that was great doing that in person, seeing faces. So. I'm just so happy it worked. It blew my mind because I thought I'd be not returning to the States until like 2021. So yeah, it just, it was emotional. It was really, really wonderful to be back. Right. And you and I, like I say, spending a handful of times together and I'm not saying like we're, we're BFFs, but I could tell the difference. Like you had that spring in your step, like that smile, oh. like just I'm back around professional wrestling again. And it was just, it was a treat just to, to kind of, kind of watch that because I'm not saying I wasn't jaded or anything, but I had been at the two previous and, you know, the Friday night lights, 
the first stadium uh, show. So I'm like, oh, all right, I'm back down to wrestling. I did my drive and this and that. But to come in and just you're like, like I'm going, hey, you do what you do, you you do whatever. You got us some <laughs> great footage or whatever. But I'm like, just enjoy it because I knew and I always know that even though we're working together, I'd never have to, you know, if I ask you for something, I'm like, hey, can you, you think you can get this? And I, I know you can get us footage because you're the interview queen, social media guru. I get back that in 10 times. So that's where I want to say, like, if there's anybody watching that's like, you know, do I bring uh, somebody like the interview queen in for my show? And, and you don't even have to say anything. I'll say it for you. Yes, bring her in. You're going to get back <laughs> 10 times what you say. You got a great social media presence. But I know that you found out about being able to come in because of your work with MLW. We want to yes. talk MLW with you because uh, I love MLW and uh, all the, the, the guys and girls or whoever runs that do such a great thing. But talk to me about MLW, the restart. Um you just restarted earlier this month, right? Yes, it's crazy. So that's pretty much the company. That was the last time I was in the States was back in March with MLW. We had a fantastic um, co-pro with AAA in Tijuana, Mexico. It was just an amazing show. It was like 5,000 people. Blew my mind. And we're all sitting there literally getting messages in the locker room in Mexico about this pandemic. Like that's when no one wore masks. We weren't shaking hands and we were sanitizing a lot, but no one knew the severity. Like the world did not know the severity of COVID-19. So we're back there, we're getting all these messages and it's like, oh shoot, my booking got canceled. Oh my gosh, is WrestleCon getting canceled? What's happened? Oh my gosh, WrestleMania, like this all happened within like the same day we're in Mexico. I thought I was gonna be stranded there. Like it was crazy. So fast forward, we get these messages from our boss court and he's like, yes, we're coming back things feel safe. We really wanted to wait. You hear about all these companies to people testing positive, you know, it's, it's scary. So he um, actually went the extra mile and we got tested on site, which was amazing, really gave me peace of mind. And next thing you know, we're at our secret location for three days straight, just taping, taping, taping. Uh, we had a revamped roster, tons of new faces. Um, it's announced now. So everyone from Leo Rush to ACH, like it's just, it was so amazing having these new uh, new guys there. And then obviously just seeing all my friends again was awesome, hanging for three days, um, being able to just be back in like the literal spotlight doing promos, whether on stage uh, in front of the camera. So we just, so many good matchups and we aired the first one last week we had another one air last night and it's just really cool to see all the hard work come to fruition and be back on tv again be back on all our streaming platforms like fubo and dazone and um pluto tv and obviously like you can watch every wednesday at 7 p.m est on our youtube channel so it's just great to be back it's it's hard not being able to do your thing for so long and like i said these shows were coming back up and part of me was like jealous and upset just being blunt I'm like man I wish I could be at that show and then everything happened and we taped months worth of television all such quality content and uh like George Costanza would say I'm back baby so it felt really good <laughs> <laughs> now is, is that Thanks, tough when you you tape a month's worth of shows I mean is it tough to keep it mentally handled where you're like oh I don't want to slip on anything or do you just have to I mean because I'm asking about MLW. I mean, I, right. I, I, I w it would be hard for me to. I'd be like, oh damn, I, I oh, said something. 
Yeah. Right. It's it's hard. You literally just have to remember, like, zoop the whole time. So even announcing people that were there, um, there was one night after the tapings where we all tested, like, we all, every single person in our crew, every wrestler, every person behind the scenes, every single one of us, there's over 70 people, all tested negative. So we were like, you know what? It's the final night. We've only been with each other. So we all decided to just go to, like, Texas Roadhouse afterwards because we, we knew we were okay and we weren't going to interact with anyone else maskless. So um, we went to Texas Roadhouse and we're all sitting there and we took a like group photo together which is like I haven't posted it yet but it's like the best picture I was at like 11 or midnight and um we're like damn we can't post this can we like half the rosters in this like we can't put any spoilers they can't know where we are so it was hard sitting on all of this info and it still is you know there are so many surprises there's like some interesting changes, some things are revealed, friendships are broken, friendships are gained, you kind of are we're leading you into new storylines. So there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about and share, but people just have to watch every Wednesday and wait, you know? Mm -hmm. Guys, you yell at me. I just have all these questions because I'm such an interview extraordinaire learning from the queen. <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm jumping in on all these questions, but I... I you doctor, JC. The doctor of... <laughs> Talk to me about this, and I realize that we kind of blur the lines between, uh, you know, what what everybody knows as kayfabe and everything. But a recent Twitter exchange between you and Miss Selena De La Renta. Why are you bringing her up? That's exactly. Whoops, guys, you were supposed to bail me out there. That's it. You get in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, she is not the kindest of humans um even when you think she's having a good day and she walks in all smiles i really think it's just because she's like feeling herself that day and has nothing to do with an actual personality she just she she's not friendly even when you're trying to become her friend just because like it's it's in my heart to try to be friends with everyone you know even even with the dynasty some days i try to be nice to them and they just decide like no we're not having it so it's hard you know it's hard having another female backstage who doesn't want anything to do with you, who talks down to you. She's just she's just not a, a nice human being. And so I think that's why she gives off those Cruella de Vil vibes, you know? I just try to stay away from her, and that's that. But unfortunately, at the restart, we did have a couple of run-ins. And like I said, I can't give anything away, but you'll just have to watch and see what happens. Because this time when I went into the restart, you know, my first few shows with MLW, I was kind of just coming into the locker room. I was the fresh meat. I was the newest person. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to try to just make friends with everyone. Even when they're yelling at me in, in our promos, I'm just going to kind of smile and take it. But I'm, I'm done with the BS. Whether it's Selena, the Dynasty, Tom Lawler and his little buddies, like, I'm, I'm over it. So when you're watching the new episodes, you definitely see me giving it back to some people because I'm just, I'm fed up. I'm, I'm just fed up. Wow. I've, seen a, I've seen a couple of interviews where uh, one of the guys can never get your name right, Alicia. Who, who was that that I would have seen? Wait, wait, before you go there, before you go there, I'm just saying that with this day and age in 2020, being able to keep an eye on MLW, but also on your socials is awesome. Uh, because like I said, I'm looking at that interaction on Twitter, so it's almost like if you're a fan of MLW, you don't just have to watch that weekly show. Um, and this is coming from the oldest guy here. I'm going, it's cool, man. I don't remember the AWA with Greg Gagne. I couldn't tweet him out back in the day. So <laughs> we definitely try to keep those storylines going. And and you know, there's a lot of people I, I love in our company that I I would really just hang with when we're not doing our tapings. And there's some people I just I 
we'll, we'll never see eye to eye and I can keep kind of shooting my little jabs at them whenever I want to online, which is pretty <laughs> fun. But I think who you were talking about, um, He's not with MLW, but that happens to be Frank the Clown, who's a bit of a D-bag. He can never get my name right. Yeah. And every time we're at Warrior Wrestling together, I try to get him aside for a little interview, see if things change. But no, one day I'm Alice. One day I'm Alicia, which is so close. Like, come on, man. He knows it. So, yeah, not not the biggest Frank the Clown fan, that's for sure. I love those. I, I laugh. I mean, no, not... Not at you or anything, but I just can't believe the guy can't get your name right. I know, um, it's ridiculous. One, <laughs> one thing I want to see, and I I kind of pride myself on keeping track of social media, but something, and you're going to correct me and go, you're an idiot, but something I have not seen okay. lately from you, because I feel like you're concentrating too much on your work, your business, the Alicia Atut brand. I, I, the six second blink challenge. What happened? Oh, God. <laughs> oh wow. Um, my, you, you don't want to see how mad I get when I'm on my 20th oh, try. It. I'm on my 20th try in two minutes and I can't get that freaking challenge. I still haven't got it. It's been over a year. And the most annoying thing is my dad pulls it up randomly and tries it and he gets it on his second try legitimately. <laughs> so we'll all, we'll be like, my whole family will be watching TV together or something and I'll just get a, a Instagram DM and it's like from Yazza too. And I, I just know what it is. It's him doing this, the challenge and just rubbing it in my face. He did it for months. It was so annoying and I still can't get it. So I think it just got to the point where I, I just, I gave up and I don't give up easily on like my work, especially. And that challenge became work, <laughs> but I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was about to break a wall. I swear. <laughs> That isn't a talent you necessarily need, I don't think. You don't need it, that. <laughs> it was just the determination. I, I hate failing at something that a lot of people can do. So I'm like, what's wrong with me, you know? So, oh, it was just, it was pride. It was full-on pride, which was broken. <laughs> I, I meant to go back and ask uh, JC a question, sorry. Um, yeah. You were talking about Warrior Wrestling. Is that in Illinois, did you say? So is that the in state of Wyoming? Where are you? Sorry, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. Is the state next to you? Is that right? Yeah. So we're if you know Chicago on a map, if you're from the UK, I'm the state directly above or north. So and how far Alicia, did you? You said you were a bit tired at that show. How far had you driven to be at that the shows? Those days? Is that like? It's about a six-hour drive for me, depending on traffic too, and and tollways and stuff. So I'm very far north. Uh, I'm always intrigued to hear. Alicia must be further north, surely. Oh yeah, for me, luckily, <laughs> I've I fly in each time because driving, I think, is wait. Well, New York's nine hours. I think Chicago drive is maybe seven or eight, maybe. I think it's an eight-hour drive. So yeah, luckily, I don't have to go through that. But the thing is, when you fly, because I'm Canadian, it's an international flight. I usually have to be there three hours before. So there's the three hour thing, then the flight is like an hour and a half, two hours. So it, it, it sometimes amounts to the same when I fly versus drive places. <laughs> but I'll take a, any, any way yeah. I can get there, I'll go. <laughs> I was going to say, I um, once flew from the UK to, um, and we had to fly to Montreal and, and change flights there to go to Orlando. And uh, my friend Pete, I probably shouldn't tell this story, but Pete had bought um, a bottle of Amaretto to have. And uh, when he got to Canada, he was taking it through. And uh, the Mountie was at, like, the check-in desk, like, anything to declare? 
And Pete was like, oh, yeah, I've got this big bottle of amaretto, but it was in a, in a like a sealed bag, so it'd be safe to go through. And the Mountie just took it off and just threw it in the bin. Oh, his soul must have just fallen. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't speak for the for the like the rest of the flight to uh, to Miami or whatever. That was it. He was just in a in a huff after that. But uh, I'll always I'll never forget like the Mountie just looking at it and say, "You can't take this through through the border." What are you thinking? That's funny. <laughs> I can't oh, believe he got stopped by Jacques Rougeau. Yeah. <laughs> Oh and he didn't even sing. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, Danny, I didn't know. Did we have any? I know you're keeping an eye on everybody watching. Uh, did we get any fan questions in? Because I, uh, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta tone my interview skills down. I'm just shining right now. You're killing it today. <laughs> you're stealing this joke, AC. Cult. Uh, we've got one from SP3, who usually joins us from True Heel Heat. Uh, glad to see the interview, Queen, with you fellas. Sorry to miss sharing a screen with her for the first time since the Bullet Club block party. You were scheduled for that again uh, this past WrestleMania, weren't you, Alicia, to host that? Yeah, oh my gosh. I, my April is going to be the most incredible April of my life, I swear. So I was going to go down to WrestleCon, sign there, do a bunch of stuff for um, the owner of WrestleCon in high spots. Like I have my own show with them now. So I was just so excited for that. And then I was supposed to host the second block party, only this time it was the Bullet Club beach party. So we literally were going to be on the water they had this incredible venue we had like giant jenga planned singing like we were just gonna all swim like you literally are just gonna hang in your bathing suit all day with like some of your friends uh tons of fans the block party is amazing because you're you're literally just walking around fans surrounding you everywhere which it's so weird to talk about now in like these covid times thinking just how free everything used to be it's it's weird but um it was the best. It was one of the best experiences and days of my life. And I'm like forever thankful to to Tama and Jay and just the whole crew for that. So it was really sad and like heartbreaking to not be able to do that again. And then I was also supposed to be in the UK with you guys. So yeah. uh, it just it hurts my soul thinking about it. It really does. It was going to be back to back weeks of just full on wrestling amazingness. So, yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> Fingers crossed we'll all be uh, back on track next year, guys. Yeah, I hope so. We had, I hope um, so. We had some good news in the UK today, Danny. Well, I'm actually saying that, Danny. You probably didn't. Are you, you, did you get put into tier three today? <laughs> We're tier three, mad dog. Yeah, bars, yeah. restaurants closed and everything's mm-hmm. still shut down. So That's it. Where I am, we were put into tier two, but we'd already been in tier three before. So I think uh, it sort of passed there. But um, interesting that I'll, I'll probably be back in work for... Uh, like over Christmas and everything, so that'll be a uh, be a bit different. When do they check the rules? We're a lot of wrestling shows again now, by the way, where uh, um, where I am. But I'm not sure if anywhere will um, be able to run safely at the moment. I know all the companies I work with have put a lot of things in place, but um, I think they're all going to be waiting until the new year. I haven't seen many announced today. If anyone was going to run December, they would probably be like putting stuff out today. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled. But um, yeah, nothing in Manchester, Dan. I suppose. No, nah, nothing here. But they're going to review it in uh, in two weeks, so maybe we'll uh, get less restrictions in two weeks because the cases are falling here and things. So we we were surprised that we weren't in tier two as well, but obviously they're just trying to uh, keep us safe. But what, Alicia? What is it like over in Canada at the minute? What's the situation there? Like. Yes, yeah, so we just actually went into our sec or another zone, which is kind of like our 
a, a worse zone, unfortunately. They did open things up for the last few months where, um, you know, you could do takeout, you could go in and out of places, obviously, if you had a mask on and everything. Um, it wasn't just essential businesses that were open. But then our cases, unfortunately, were spiking again a little bit. So um, they moved us into this other zone where now it's back to essential businesses. You, you can't eat in anywhere, even if you have your mask on the way in and out. So you can't do that anymore. So everything's kind of going in reverse again and it, it's hard because you see this progress and then you see a bunch of dummies doing things and like ruining it for everybody so it's it's really aggravating but hopefully the severity of this starts to kick in for these people and um we can start moving forward again because it's it's not that hard to just wear a mask keep your distance and not be an idiot so you know <laughs> Exactly. But I imagine you've had, um, obviously, with all the interviews you've been doing, you've been having, obviously, a lot more people uh, um, to interview during, obviously, the last year, obviously, virtually. Yeah, that's been one of the silver linings, I guess, if, if there is one in all this. People have a ton more downtime. And it, it never really occurred to me until a couple of months, actually, prior to the pandemic, I started this segment called Catching Up With. And it was just all interviews through Zoom and Skype. And it kind of opened my eyes like, hey, I don't have to do everything in person. There are so many people, even if I was only doing in-person interviews, that I would just never meet because they're they're across the pond or they're halfway across the world. So it opened my eyes thinking, hey, I can interview anyone I want as long as the availability is there. And it's just over technology. Like the only thing that changes is that like in-person human connection, which I love, but hey, like even sans that we can still make do. So it's been fun. I've been able to get everyone from um, like Nikki Cross I had on at the beginning, which was amazing. And then a couple weeks ago, I interviewed Ace Fraley from Kiss. So it's just these people that you most likely would not be in the same room with, but now we can be in the same like Zoom chat. So it's um it's been really fun. It's been eye-opening and it's been keeping me really busy. So at least I can still do my job, even though it's not the exact same. Cool. No, fantastic. Fantastic. Alicia, I was going to ask, um, out of all the interviews you've done recently, which has been like your uh, your top couple of interviews, your favourite ones that you've done over the last few months? Oh, gosh. Tough, tough with all the nice guests you've had, but uh, yeah, it's, standouts? <laughs> it's really tricky to answer, but for me, I, I, I just mentioned him, but I am a huge Kiss fan. Like, they are one of my all-time favorite bands so when i got the email confirmation that i was going to interview ace my my mind was just blown it's like no way like this is this is not actually happening something's wrong but it happened and that was just super super cool um i'm trying to think of other really big people that i've had on recently it's um of course my mind goes blank when i'm asked that but the other day it's been fun like a couple days back i had leo rush on we got to talk um everything from the restart to uh the fact he's on mtv's the challenge we we dove into animals he's afraid of so that was like a really good interview that'll be posted soon um i've been interviewing just people from like all different companies which is cool as well like that's one of my favorite things about signing with mlw is the fact that they haven't restricted me. They're not like, hey, because you're with us, you can't interview people from that brand. So I've literally had like AEW talent um, working on like some impact stuff, WWE. So that's been really cool as well. So I'm, I'm totally stalling because I'm blanking on faces I've interviewed. <laughs> There's <laughs> oh, so many. Say, it's like least, hard to keep um, track. Stu from Stu's Wrestling Podcast um, was definitely hoping to get you on at some point in the next couple of months to have a chat to your um I'm up the guys merch on today for you, Stewie. There you go. Look at that. Stu's wrestling really podcast. 
<laughs> it is an awesome t-shirt yeah so uh i believe he's got them available now so repping for stew today because unfortunately he's, in, he's back in work i've heard so uh yeah so he's normally on with us as well but um yeah unfortunately we're today but he's looking forward to getting a chance to chat to you and uh and discussing your uh, interview queen status and career <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun time because what i've noticed is usually like I'm the I'm the one interviewing like usually I'm the one who kind of controls everything so whenever I'm asked the questions I always sometimes get like bizarrely flustered like it doesn't show like even this whole time like I don't think it shows I've been like oh what's that but in the back of my mind it's like racing like oh what do I say what do I say because I, I hate not being in control of everything like it, it drives me crazy so anytime I want someone else to else to show I'm like oh gosh what are they gonna ask because uh, I don't know the questions prior <laughs> I have pages and notes just in case. You just never know what these guys are going to ask me. I just, if I've got notes and, and you know, <laughs> I'm safe, I can go to the notes. <laughs> no, that's a smart way to go about it for sure. Like, I don't even know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. But early on in my <laughs> lockdown sessions, I was called somebody like off camera goes, well, I can tell you, you're a journalist. And I'm like, yeah, I totally am. <laughs> you don't know how many times this journalist has been let down by Wikipedia when I do my extensive research. You know, <laughs> never be a wiki a wiki uh, interviewer where it's like I, I think there was this. Uh, it opened my eyes because I was doing um, music interviews before getting into wrestling, and so many people I'd watched their interviews before because. In the music world, it's different than wrestling. Like in music, they line up like four people in a night, and then sometimes you listen to the other ones that happen before or after you. And I remember the question always being like, like the inspiration question, or how long have you been playing, and stuff like that. And they always would call them like wiki questions because if you can find it on their Wikipedia, you don't ask it. <laughs> so it's really funny that you brought that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the stuff I have to learn. But that's why I said at the beginning, like watching you uh watching your interviews like you don't you don't ask those questions you get yeah. a wrestler and all of a sudden i'm finding out you know goofy different things that i'm like i didn't know i wanted to know that but that's cool you know you have a good way of and and that has to come with i mean obviously your personality and your natural skill and stuff too but i imagine um you know, it's something you, you almost have to work on and make sure that you're not uh, asking, what's your Mount Rushmore of of pro wrestlers or whatever, yeah. you know, or who would you like to face in the ring, which is something I still do, but I'm working on it. I'm, I'm taking cues from you. I love your music interviews. Thank you. Um, like, I was stoked for you when I saw Ace Freely. Um, I remember... Some of the people you're interviewing, I, I'm going to mess her name up, but she's popular now. Dua Lipa, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. I, I did that one like three or four years ago. It's I was like, I looked really young in that interview. It's crazy to me to think like just from the way I would show up, whether it's like makeup, questions, everything. It's just I feel like things have just come so far even in a few years. And now she's massive. So that that video at the time did really well. But now um, one of the great things about interviewing someone when they're small is most of the time people blow up, whether in wrestling or music. And then when they do, people search them. And if you interview them a couple of years ago before they were famous, your interview comes up first just because of like SEO and stuff. So that interview has just done so well for me. It's crazy. I think she just won like a 
crap ton of Grammys the other night too. So it's it's cool. Or right, wait, did the Grammys just happen? I think they did. Like American know. Music Awards or something. The AMA. Maybe that was, maybe that was it. Yeah. But um. Well, I think the Grammys yeah. kind of happened in the springtime. What okay. what what I was gonna follow up with that question is that you did like obviously you got her before she blew up. She's talented. It's a fun interview because that was really cool for me and for fans of music or anything. If you get on Alicia's site and shameless plug, but I'm not shameless at all about it, but you, you learn so much more. And like, I didn't know who she was. I watched the interview because I'm friends with you. And now, Oh, this, this girl's on the radio now. So do you ever, like, I always enjoy going back. I just did it with mad dog. I call it, um, you know, part two, I do like, I do break into electric boogaloo, which nobody recognizes that reference except for me because it was from the early eighties. But do you get on uh, or do you enjoy getting back in with people for like a part two, like after they oh, blow yeah. up? A little bit? Absolutely. There are some bands I've literally interviewed seven times or when it comes to some wrestlers like Jay White and I, I think we've done six interviews together now between in-person and virtual. I love it because so, it comes to the point where you see people at a show and you're like, oh my gosh, hey, they become friends. And then you get to sit down. Every interview becomes more and more casual. You talk about even weirder and more personal things. And you just kind of open that door once again to fans to realize like, hey, these aren't just superstars. Like they're humans with hobbies and the certain movies they love and blah 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 whatever we dive into so um yeah I, I love hosting I always call them like round two round three like that's how they're labeled on my my YouTube channel but there are some people <clears throat> like I'd say like a good percentage of, of my guests I've had on a couple times it's fun to, it's fun to like double dip because when you've interviewed someone when I first started in wrestling I think um this October was my third or fourth year doing wrestling interviews and so for the people I interviewed four years ago, like it's a bound to, you're bound to see them at shows in or want to catch up or they've gone somewhere in their career that's bigger and better. So it's fun because they remember you were there at the start when they weren't, I want to say like they weren't anything, you know what I mean? Cause like I was, had no fans or anything at any point, but when they, um they were just starting out. So they, they kind of realized, Hey, you were there at the beginning. So I know you're not just here cause I'm like famous now. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, that's kind of been fun. What what I've noticed too, and, and obviously you know this more than anything, but the grind, the the if I check with you on social media, if I'm just clicking through, you're hey I'm I'm putting makeup on, I'm getting ready for this interview. But if you go back and watch the amount of content that you, that you do, that it is not, it, it would be very easy for me to be very casual and go, oh well, she just because I get it with the lockdown. Oh, he just sits around and talks to people. And it's like, well, no, I gotta, I gotta actually know a little bit of something about them. I hate, I hate that so much. And you, you, you know, now from doing these things, like you don't just turn the screen on and start talking. Like for me, I have to look somewhat presentable and then I have to, cause then you got all these trolls like, she showed up with no makeup. And then you end up having to do hours of research for some of these. Sometimes I've done days of research for people and it goes two ways because they're so famous. There's just endless information on them or they're so small. You really have to dig for those really fun little nuggets to ask about them. So yeah, you don't you don't just show up and ask questions. You have to know what you're doing. You have to listen. You have to research. You have to know how to kind of ping back, be conversational, eye contact. There's so many elements, and it's so easy to screw up. So anytime that someone's like good at interviewing, I have to say like respect to them because I know 
the hustle and grind that like goes on behind the scenes and just building a repertoire so someone wants to talk to you like that's a huge part of it there's so many podcasts and so many shows so you really have to be different and try to stand out in a different way so yeah and i thank you for that because what you've done is you've you've verified with me because danny will get on me about where i need some (laughs) lockdown sessions pal and i'm like dude i had like six lined up and three of them bailed out on me or two have well, ghosted that's, me. That's the thing too. Even when I'm at a show getting content for, for a wrestling travel event, it's like you get to the show, everyone says their hellos. Then by the time the meet and greets are over, they have to start calling their matches. So it's hard because I want to get all the content and I start saying, Hey, when you're done this, can we talk? And then at the same time, they're calling their stuff. They're memorizing their things. You walk around the locker room and everyone's doing like air karate, trying to remember their matches and everything. <laughs> and then they wrestle. And then when they're done wrestling, they need to cool down for like 20 minutes because they're out of breath and they need to chill and their anxiety's crazy. And then half of the people leave while you're trying to get content from someone else like it's literally this crazy game when you're at shows so luckily i've kind of found a way to manage it where it's like you keep an eye on people like a hawk you make them commit prior all that stuff but it you're right like it's so spontaneous you never know what's going to happen you never know who's going to say yes and then bail like it's really just it's hard to know anything for certain when it comes to locking things down so it's actually nice hearing you say that because it's like i know i'm not the only one that goes through that crap yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I will inter- like. There's so many people. I almost prefer, uh, not prefer, because I don't want any big names to say. Well, really, he prefers talking to like up and comers. But I like kind of. Uh, what's really weird for me is I'm old, and these guys, I'll be like, hey, you know, who did you first watch? And they're some of these guys now are like, I didn't watch wrestling. Yeah, a lot I, of them. I played SmackDown on PlayStation. And I'm like, I got a lot of them the last couple of weeks that I'm like, dude, if I'm, if I'm MLW, it, you know, I need to make a video game. I need to get these kids hooked or something in it. So that that's, I'm giving you that so you can bring it to management and it could be your idea. <laughs> um, it's interesting. We're seeing all these companies come out with, uh, with games and stuff. And I remember over the summertime court mentioning he was at like some convention um, court, like the boss of MLW. And he's like, yeah, I was at a convention and there's all these, uh, action figures and stuff and i was like man wouldn't it be so badass to have like an alicia 2 action figure so i'm just putting that out there into the world just to you know <laughs> send out those, those vibes <laughs> now we want to be very respectful of your time so just a just a couple more questions because i no, of I, course um have you and this this is a wikipedia question <laughs> and it's a question almost like mad dogs where i'm asking you to pick your favorite interview, you know, stuff like that, where you're like, gosh, it's going to make you be like, thank you for asking this idiot. But is there with throwaway wrestling, but I want to talk about the music world. Um, you got to interview Ace Freely. Um, there's probably a lot on this list, but is there um, like that bucket list? Like, man, um, like a legendary band, or I'd love to get like a Mick Jagger or a Paul McCartney. Um I almost think like those guys are probably unattainable just because the amount of the, the legendary status, but are there people that, that, you know, obviously you could say I want Paul McCartney, but are there people like a little more attainable that you're like, man, I legendary. I got to, I got to talk to him. It's interesting because I compl- like, I totally know what you mean by unattainable. Cause that's what I thought about a lot of the people I have interviewed and then it happens. And then you think, wait, so if I can get these people, maybe like I can get the Paul McCartney's or the Mick Jagger's. So for me, like on that list was 
was someone like Ace Frehley, Metallica, Motorhead. Like these are all people I never thought I'd interview and it happened. So I always try to say like the future's open wide, just like that. Uh, oh, who sings that song? Modern something. I'm losing my mind. But um, anyways, yeah. So I would try to say like anything can happen. So um, I would really love to have someone like Paul McCartney on just because I'm a massive Beatles fan. Like any Beatles song you could throw on, I know it word for word. I'd love them. Um, man, so many people I've, I've honestly in music I would have liked to interview have passed, like George Harrison. Um, doing a full band Bee Gees interview would have been like amazing. I love the Bee Gees. <laughs> um, definitely still want to interview Gene Simmons because, again, love Kiss. Same with um, Paul Stanley. Uh, who else in music do I really, really love? There are just so many bands. I'm lucky. Like a lot of people on that hit list um, growing up, I just loved a lot of emo music. So I've interviewed like a lot of those bands, like Taking Back Sunday, The Used, Motion City Soundtrack, all those groups. Um, so I don't know, but those are probably the, the top ones that are like attainable, but maybe unattainable. So <laughs> those are probably the biggest ones. Now, do you, and sorry guys, and I'll shut up after this <laughs> one. But, uh, he said he that like half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that, like, uh, I don't know specifically who it was, like the Canadian Lottery or whatever was sending you out at one point. You were doing concerts and stuff and getting to go to these amazing venues and concerts and, and represent and, and obviously enjoy the music. The, the correlation between wrestling crowds, not, not their personality wise, but like, obviously, wrestling, we can socially distance and do what they did at Warrior. But what are your feelings, like, when we get back to concerts, are they going to be, you feel like they're going to be different? And how would they do it? And is it possible? I feel like they would have to be different, because otherwise, if you're smart, you should, like, I'm not going. Like, you know what I mean? That sounds terrifying. Um, I know that in the UK, they started a couple gigs where they're mapped out, so you almost have, like, a... Um, two meter by two meter box you can actually stand in. So I've seen pictures of that. Um, in the States, there, I recently interviewed Guar again and they did a drive-in concert. So you park your car and stay in your car and watch the show. So you're socially distanced. So I mean, there are ways around it. I don't know if it has that same, it doesn't, that same like careless camaraderie, like we're gonna all sing our hearts up together side by side, you know, like that's not there anymore. But if you do wanna see your favorite band live, there are ways around it, but by no means do I think it's going to be sticking like 500 people in a room and just saying like, go for it. So it's, it's another thing that's sad because I, uh, I love concerts. There's such a, I was at concerts like four or five times a week when I first was getting into interviewing, like, yeah, yeah. So, like it was crazy, Danny, like literally every night I was at a show and half the shows that the bands would have to sneak me in. Cause when I started interviewing, I was 16 and of age here is 19. So literally half the shows I couldn't even like be at. So yeah, I just, I miss it. I really do. The last show I went to was in December. I saw Steel Panther, interviewed them, and unfortunately haven't gone to a show since, a uh, uh, concert. So it's sad. I miss them a lot. You'll be back soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's a lot of bands as well doing um, doing quite a lot of cool streaming things as well. Um, Tons. One of my favorite bands is uh, The Darkness. They're doing a, a Christmas stream in a couple of weeks from London. And uh, obviously the Steel Panther, you mentioned they did one, didn't they, a couple of months back? Yeah. But, uh, it was, they're hilarious. I saw them at um, Manchester Arena last was it last year or the year before with them. Um, they had Bowling for Soup with them. Nice. That was quite a cool gig, so yeah. 
That's and, so uh, cool. Book, book Cherry as well. Book Cherry were on with them as well. So that was quite a cool gig to go to. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I, I actually interviewed, since we were talking about like interviews that were cool, I interviewed um Jarrett from Bowling for Soup a couple months ago. And that was one on my hit list because they always kind of uh, like eluded me over the years or they'd have a gig and I wasn't able to go. So that was super cool. But no, Panther put on like one of the best live shows I've ever been to. I've seen them six, five or six times now. And every time you're just, your mind is blown and they say the craziest dumbest things where you're like how did they say that you're laughing your ass off the entire night it's just they're like quality entertainment one of the best bands ever definitely <laughs> no that's absolutely awesome and alicia we want to thank you of course for taking the time out to come and join us today here on the wrestling travel podcast but before we do let you go i believe that you've got a black friday sale on on your site is that correct I love how you did that for me. You're the best. Yes, I do. Um, I do have a Black Friday sale starting today until November 28th at 11 p.m. EST. Uh, if you hit up my merch store, alishatoot.bigcartel.com, use code THANKS25. You get 25% off the entire store. So that's THANKS25, uh, the code. And every order also comes with a free personalized video from me. So they're uh, about a minute long. I just kind of tell you about my day interviews you can look forward to just give you a huge thank you um of course they're personalized so i'm not just sending you the same video everyone else gets so yeah uh code thanks 25 in my store for 25 percent off free goodies come with it and i have everything from shirts enamel pins brand new photographs my holiday postcards there's a ton of stuff you can get your hands on so yeah if you want any merch now is the time to get it for sure and i want to say thank you guys so much for having me on this has been really fun Really oh. great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, nice um, pleasure. Yeah, uh, I didn't get a chance to wish you happy Canadian Thanksgiving, so I'll say happy Thanksgiving now. So we're very thankful for having you on, and uh, I'm sure you know you're gonna have all kinds of stuff from now throughout Christmas time. So keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on Alicia too. So thank thank you. you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your show today. Wrestling Travel, you are amazing. And uh, a two out. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, you got to not talk so much when we have guests on. I was going to say, I'm, de I'm definitely going to buy one of Alicia's Skype so I actually get a chance to chat to her, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a zinger, man. Thanks. <laughs> What a uh, fantastic um, start for the podcast there, having Alicia join us. We hope to get her again very, very soon indeed. But before we move on to our next guest, just have a quick look at some of the comments there. SP3, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Admitting his mistakes are a part of Justin's charm, apparently. So uh, there we go. The legend. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to SP3 as well and his family. Um, I was hoping he'd be on today so we could talk about New Japan. I, I was looking at the uh, the tag team um, league that they've got at the moment. I was hoping for some more information about that from him. So uh, we'll have to catch up with that when he's next back on. Yeah, no, soon. We've also got a message from Stewie. Watching him work. We'll see you uh, next week. Got next Thursday off. Good tonight. Can't be there again. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, best regards to you all from Marty Jones. I am hey, Marty. I got to get Marty on the lockdown sessions. I got I to gotta contact him. Yeah, no, sir. The WrestleMatch Central. Hi, everyone. 
And they're just trying to scroll through these. Franco Varga, nice. Kayfabe lives, apparently, I believe, uh, in relation to uh, Selena de la Renta there and uh, Alicia Atutu. Happy Thanksgiving, Franco. I just listened to Franco's podcast with Stewie on Stu's Wrestling Podcast, and I love it because I just interviewed Franco, but I'm still learning more stuff from Stu. So, Franco, happy Thanksgiving to you. We'd love to have you on, man. If you're if you're not cooking, come on. Uh, John Scott, happy Thanksgiving as well, and also our main man Lee McAteer. <laughs> Admit his favorite band is the darkness. Who love the darkness? Uh, darkness, Aerosmith, uh, Blackstone Cherry. Go, go to a what? lot of rock concerts, so yeah, seen, seen them all. Wait, wait, what is what is your guilty pleasure, Mad Dog? Like, who who do you listen to? Oh, the darkness, you have in your iPad, that, guilty that pleasure, we... isn't it? Who the darkness are definitely a guilty pleasure. Anyone who uh, went to uni with me knows that album was on full blast every day. It was the year yeah, of you gotta have like a... uni, so. You gotta have like a Mariah Carey "Sweet Sweet Fantasy" on your iPod or something. I'm quite, a, quite a rock person, to be honest. I tend to like we go and see. Oh, I tell you, you'd like that. There's a bit of a guilty pleasure, I suppose. Uh, a band from uh, New York City, Tragedy. They're a heavy metal tribute to the Bee Gees, so uh, I think Alicia would have liked them as well. well but uh, they've played Liverpool a few times with Electric Six, and uh, we end up being friends with those guys. And uh, anytime they tour the UK, we go and see them. And uh, yeah, they're hilarious. And uh, as well, when I was in Vegas last year, another band there, uh, Spandex Nation, who play on Fremont Street, they've just been on um, Hell's Kitchen Spandex. in the UK. They're going to be on there. Yeah, you need to check them out. Matty Fro knows what I'm talking about, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, it's definitely worth checking those bands out. They're sort of hair metal, classic, classic rock and roll. So uh, yeah, so great stuff there. So I always try and uh, check out that sort of band when they're touring the UK. Download Leeds Festival, all that, all that sort of thing. I've done loads of festivals in my time. We talked about Spandex Nation. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. In the, yeah I forgot in to the, tag them in the interview, but every time you start to say Spandex Nation, I keep thinking you're going to go Spandau Ballet on me. <laughs> I was going to say Jay After's watching as well from TNT. So uh, yeah, I know he's a big fan of the Offspring, so I've seen them quite a few times. I sent him a little video of the Offspring the other week from Leeds Festival 2004. So uh, yeah, I think a, a lot of the big bands I've seen, I've not I've not seen Kiss, so that was interesting that we chatting about those. My friend Matt is a huge fan of Kiss; he's been to see them quite a few times, but uh, they've always evaded me. And uh, Stewie Palmer is a big fan of ACDC, um, and I've not had a chance to catch them live either. But I think every everybody else I've seen. <laughs> they just dropped a brand new album, ACDC, within the last couple of weeks. So all That's I got to say is not... very highly of it. <laughs> When I'm driving show to show, a few years ago it happened. I was on the way to Wisconsin to Pennsylvania, and I'm tired, and I'm driving, and on my iPod comes up one of the most underrated songs in the history of music, but it was Mbop by Hanson. So I highly suggest that you put that in your rotation. That was number one on my 11th birthday. I believe I got it as a, as a cassette single, as a gift. <laughs> All right, Danny, you can have your show back. We'll shut up Thank for a minute. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bye, we've got girl. second guest ready <laughs> and waiting. Um, it is the man who is leading Wrestle Carnival that will be coming to our shores next year, 2020. It is Gary Ward. Gary, welcome to the Wrestling Travel Podcast, my friend. Thanks Look for having how me. Look how festive Gary is. 
I've done today just just for you guys. We put that up, you know. Danny texts me at four. Can you come on straight away? Christmas tree up for you all today. <laughs> <laughs> Very neat. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It wasn't me. <laughs> Gary, before we get into it, um, obviously we were just talking about music. There is there any any guilty pleasures that you have there? I don't. I'll be completely honest. I don't listen to music at all. Uh, you, you yeah, I know I get that everywhere. I, I'm really just not a music person. Um, you were talking about driving show to show. When I drive when I drive home from shows, I don't have anything on. It's just I think about what what what's happened or what I'm trying to achieve next or reflect on things. I'm just uh, I'll listen if something's on or if somebody has something. But uh, I'm not a big music fan. If I had to choose one thing, probably like uh, country rock. I quite enjoy. Uh, mm -hmm. But apart from that, uh, maybe Lincoln Park if we're going to get sort of a bit uh, rockier. But yeah, I'm really not a music fan. So when you were talking, I was like, please don't ask me any any, <laughs> any music questions because I'm not going to be able to answer. I like you're naming names. I I couldn't even tell you. So half of them did, to be honest. Oh, you'd like Blackstone Cherry if you like a bit of country rock. Yeah, bit of I mean, I'm open. Well. I, I I listen to any. I listen. Doesn't it doesn't bother me, but I I, I don't I don't choose. Uh, I, there's like three things in my life that I dedicate my brain to, and uh, music isn't isn't in there yet. I'm afraid. <laughs> that could be your next next thing, Gary. Oh, I don't know if I've got any room left. If I'm honest, <laughs> it's uh it's getting pretty stacked up there. So uh, I'm not the most intelligent of guys in the world, but it's getting pretty stacked up there with other things. So uh, yeah, like I mean. Yeah, music's not 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 really my thing, but uh, it, it, obviously people love it, so it's uh, it's great. But it's uh, it's not for me, I'm afraid. No, that's absolutely fine. But let's dive into something that we know you are certainly interested in, and that's professional wrestling, of course. And you have got Wrestle Carnival making its debut next year. Of course, the tickets will be sold directly through WT Live, as announced a few weeks ago. But can you tell us a little bit more about Wrestle Carnival and what we can expect next year? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, it's allowing me to do something a little bit more creative in terms of storylines, uh, etc. But what we're the best way I can kind of explain it is wrestling variety. So you get, uh, and we're talking about Christmas. You may get uh, that celebration box, and it's got all different different chocolates in it exactly what wrestling carnival is going to be it's a variety wrestling show so if you're a fan of lucha libre or high spots we've got that if you're a fan of british uh and or pure rules uh you'll love the the ringmasters challenge that i've put together uh if you like tag team wrestling we've got that we can get a bit hardcore at times i suppose mm -hmm. um and i guess don't tell all the serious fans but we'll make you laugh as well so um, we're going to do a bit of everything. Wrestle Carnival is going to be a, a variety wrestling show. Um, we're in the process at the moment of just filming um, a little uh, kind of teaser video, I guess, with our presenters. Just going to run through what you can expect from from Wrestle Carnival. So that will be coming out shortly. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, I'd love to be able to, to tell everybody on here when we are running shows and things like that. But uh, it's really difficult, as everybody can can appreciate so I hope we can do it in the first quarter of 2021 um, but I am prepared to wait as long as needs be to make sure it's safe for for yourselves if you came 
for any uh, fan and especially any talent that are in the ring. Um, my number one priority is safety and uh, for everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I'm super excited. We're just gonna we're gonna be a bit silly at times. We're gonna get very serious because I'm a serious wrestling fan. I like pure rules. I like Ring of Honor pure rules. Uh, I like that uh, blood sport aspect. But there's so much to wrestling that growing up as a fan that I never really opened my mind to. And I guess we were talking about music earlier, uh, where I didn't open my mind. I opened my mind more as a, a, a promoter or when I was kind of backstage and I understood that there's so much more that I actually like and enjoy. Um, so I want to bring that aspect into, into Wrestle Carnival and, and be something completely different to what we're traditionally seeing at the moment in, in the UK. I think it's very much either hardcore or Japanese strong style or uh, very family orientated so i want to bring something different that sets us apart but um we're going to very very much focus on our homegrown talent so people in this country um it whether they be signed or not but definitely people that are based here and we're going to really put a lot of time and effort into our people uh in this on you know in the uk potentially um in europe too as we as we go down but uh yeah that's the kind of the gist of it i, I hope that i hope that wasn't too much rambling <laughs> to Gary, i was gonna say um i was intrigued to see no you're not getting books don't ask you, uh, for booking don't you, i'll <laughs> be there mate i'll be there and, uh, i'm joking we've already spoken say... about something so we're um yeah we've spoken about a little thing that we're gonna try and do right oh definitely i'm, I'm up, for, uh, <laughs> up for any any clowning around or any circus <laughs> no problem um That's i was it. gonna say um cheers doink. you know <laughs> i was gonna say um equity approved your code of conduct yesterday i was really interested to see that That's great news for, for your company and for um you know the wrestling business in general in the uk so um you know what are your thoughts about that obviously that's a, a real plus point for the uh for your company as well to have that approved in front of everybody and on their uh, in social media as well yeah i mean it's not for you know it's 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 not just because we want to perceive to be doing the right thing we want to do the right thing i want to be doing the right thing i, I said to somebody that, that messaged me recently like i want to i've only technically i've only done a year of promoting i only did 2019 i've done one show this year which is the no fans monday show um, apart from that that's it so i've only really ran or uh, six uh, seven shows uh, so for me i, I want to kind of leave wrestling in a better place than i found it and if i can make a slight difference or uh, any form of impact then i'll be very proud um my daughter who's four is just starting to kind of understand a little bit and is watching it and you know if it's something that she ever wanted to go into i kind of want it to be want it to be a little bit safer than it than what it's been found at um so we, we've spoken to steve at, at equity and um i just wanted to know more about what they are because it's it's kind of unusual that uh, somebody will accept a a completely impartial business into your business that is there to essentially potentially scrutinize you um, and, and is checking on you. Uh, I have absolutely nothing to hide, so I'm quite open and honest and, uh, and appreciate that they are more experienced in certain aspects. So I think that once we discuss things, Steve's a, a huge wrestling fan himself, so it made, made, made a lot of sense to me that we put some measures in place to put talent like yourself, Mike, you know, you can trust that, okay, uh, these people have um, measures in place, equity are there, should I need them? Uh, and we need to practice what we preach. If I say I'm going to do something, 
then I need to do it. And uh, equity is there to uh, support you as talents. It's not there for me. Uh, it's there for you guys and girls, to, um, which I think is paramount, really. There are other things that we have in place. We have safeguarding, et cetera. Uh, but I think this was really, really good, uh, a good step for us. And it's been something I've been working on for about three or four months, to be honest. Um, probably when Carnival started, um, was released to the world because we kind of we were going to be, uh, debut show would have been in March of this year, um, but the pandemic hit and then we, we didn't put anything out there. So we've been speaking to them for a few months recently. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with that, um, pleased with the reception it's got. Um, and I just hope that everybody urges to at least give them the opportunity if you are working on, on my shows, for instance, that there will be a representative there and they will, they're not going to come and approach you. They will, they will be there and I'll point them out and say, look, if you want to speak to them, they're there for you. They're not going to pressure you into anything. It's just more there for you should you ever need it. And, you know, touch with that uh, nothing will ever happen, uh, that uh, they do need to, to intervene, but they're there for, for, the, for the best of all of us. And they're, they're there to help me as well should we need help with things. So I think it's a really good thing to do. And I urge everybody to at least give them the opportunity to explain what they're trying to do. Yeah, excellent. I know um, almost all the companies that I work with have, have done have done something similar as well, and are working very hard behind the scenes, uh, preparing stuff like that. And it's good to see that uh, you know there are uh, people are taking responsibility and making sure that when we do come back, that uh, you know shows are going to be run safely and with things like that in place. Um, only on Monday did me and JC speak very briefly about that in the uh, in the lockdown sessions, which was a great chat. And I know the the first half we've released was. Uh, was sort of quite the serious half, wasn't it, JC? Uh, when's the second half dropping? Because that's the, uh, I would say that was sort of the fun part of the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll we, be tonight, unfortunately. Tonight, are they? Yeah, it's party time. <laughs> that's when no, the, like uh, I said, when I was talking with Alicia, sometimes those conversations, I love it. Um, you know, I don't have the concise 10 minutes that she does, but I love that we can kind of meander and talk about stuff. And, and, uh, speaking about, you know, the, the equity thing, I'm, I'm a huge, and I still push that speaking out list because, uh, you know, I've been involved with the sport now, uh, 23 years. Uh, and then obviously there's 23 years before that, that I'm a fan, um, of the sports. So it's something I take very seriously. I always say, uh, Gary, I used to back in the day, um, of course, I might be older than you, but we used to say protect the business and we we're protecting. We we're kayfabe. But now this 2020 uh, has gotten me into a bigger thing. Well, protect the business. Um, and I mean, protect the business from these uh, obviously bullies and all this other stuff going on. But over here in the States, uh, I always say this, Mike, you've heard me say this for like 37 times. I can buy a wrestling ring tomorrow and call myself a promoter and technically train people and have all this stuff. And now I could put the title on myself. I can bully everybody in my company and all these kids coming up think, okay, well, that's the yeah. way I got to do it. And it's like, no, protect the business from people like that. Unfortunately, it happens here a lot too. Um, uh, I've said this on other podcasts as well. Like uh, before I became a promoter, I was kind of behind the scenes. I was a photographer originally. Um, I just picked up photography one time when I went to, uh, to the UFC and I uh, fell in love with photography. I've always loved wrestling. I've been watching wrestling. You know, I'm, I'm 35. I've been watching it since I was three. So wrestling is my first and only love. So I've been watching it for years, but I always wanted to be involved. I never wanted to be in the ring. So 
um, there's a local company came here and I was like, hey, let's see if I can just photograph, you know, and I met a, a gentleman called Adam Max did on that show. It's one of his first shows and now he's uh, off to bigger and bright uh, things. But exactly that we could I could I've just picked the ring up and be called and called myself a promoter but I I went backstage and, and tried to you know just support and learn things and it got to to a certain um probably after a year 18 months I, be, I believed that I could do this as well and uh, it, it, there is no training and that is the bad thing there is no training there is no regulations there is no book there's no podcast there's no DVD, there's no nothing to say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you do it. You need to have, and a big thing that I found uh, last year, someone said to me, if you don't have a minimum, an absolute minimum of half of what your show is costing you, you do not have any right to be running a wrestling show. So for me, that's always stuck with me. And that's one of the biggest sort of advices, I guess. It wasn't even an advice because they weren't saying to me, hey, you haven't got, got that. But to me, I'm like, hmm. So I automatically think that now if I'm playing in my show, which I, I wish I could say it was going to be in January, but I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be in March. I need to have a minimum, an absolute minimum of half of what that show is going to cost me uh, because I shouldn't be running a show because if I'm pretty confident I'm going to get at least 50% of people in that venue. If I'm not, then again, I shouldn't be in, the business, in this business. I shouldn't be running a company. That is another thing. People don't. People automatically think I'm just going to throw loads and loads of announcements. I'm going to do all of these things to try and pop people. And you and uh, excuse me if there if there's any young people, you're blowing your wad too early. You're blowing everything, and you've got nothing left. And you and it's very very hard. It is a very a difficult business. It's difficult to be in it, uh, especially when it's as cutthroat as it is. Um, if uh, Mike, you know me uh, very, very well, Danny, uh, a bit more, um, people maybe who are watching, I'm very open and honest. If you need help with anything, you just drop into my DMs and I'll help you. I've had a few companies the last couple of months needed a help with a venue. I gave them my venue in London. So, yeah, come in running that venue. I, I, to me, I just think it's the best thing to do. But there is there is still going to be that cutthroatness and it's uh, and we have to deal with that. But I think that everybody needs to yes protect the business with but we need to protect each other uh and we and we definitely need to make sure that things we are doing is sensible this is post-covid era now no one has ever dealt with this um for me i i i worry and as we we're talking about music in my head all i think about is jesus ticket pricing like how am i going to be able to run a show on what i have to do because today i could go and run a show in london i've we have we're in tier two in london i can run a show tomorrow if i want I can only run with 50% of people in that venue and 50% ain't going to cover the 100% that the venue wants, the 100% that all the talent wants and everything. So it's very, very hard things to think about. And sometimes people don't think of that. And unfortunately, fans such as me and you, if I go to a Ring of Honor show, you know, as soon as they come back to the shores, I'm going to be the first one at the door. They're going to still need to charge a premium on their pricing. Uh, and as a fan, I need to accept that. And it's going to be difficult. You know, you were talking about Jay might be watching this at TNT. I'm sure he's going through the same thing as well. And all of my other friends and colleagues, it is it's hard. It's going to be hard for everybody. But we, like you were saying, we really all need to just protect what we're doing and protect the business. It's, uh, it's a bit of Debbie Downer because you had great chats with, uh, with Alicia. <laughs> I mean, I come on and like put a downer on everything. I've got a Christmas oh, tree, you, I I got what, a Christmas um, tree in the background and I'm putting a Debbie Downer on things. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what I really wanted to know about was uh, 
you've announced so far, I believe. Did you announce Kanji? Kan, Kanji was it for one of the matches? One person, yeah. Yeah, and that was for the Ringmaster Challenge. So I was intrigued. Would you tell us all about the Ringmaster Challenge? Because obviously, yeah, it's something new that you've come up with for for this show. You know, I'd like to hear how it's going to work. I'm really intrigued. So tell us yes. about that. So for for anyone that does follow me, they know that I'm probably the biggest Ring of Honor fan going. Absolutely love Ring of Honor, live and breathe it. Um, it's probably one of the things that got me back into wrestling at the beginning of the 2000s when I started falling out. I love a little bit with it. So I took their pure uh, rules division and I actually did this last year. I made all of this up last October. Uh, it was ready to go, as I say, for January. And then <laughs> Ring of Honor bought their pure division back. So it was like, damn it, I need to uh, just adjust some things. So basically, it's a 60-minute time limit. It's two out of three falls. And we're going to really make sure you, you need to be a ringmaster. You need to be uh, the best in every discipline. You need to be best in the submission, technical ability, high-flying, brawling, every form of wrestling uh, we want in that match. So you need to be the best. So if we put you in there, Jay, with someone that's a high flyer, you know, uh, Callum Newman, for instance, you need to beat Callum Newman at his game. You might be able to take him down technically, but he might still have that. So it's those style versus style clashes. Um, I wanted to put a little bit of a spin on it and go back to the pure division as well. So we've done a two uh, rope breaks. You're only two rope breaks permitted per person. You use both of those, uh, those rope breaks, then the ropes are no longer in use for you. And I think if you've been following the, the Pure Rules uh, tournament, it, it brings a different aspect to it because in some of those matches, people are using the ropes very quickly and then they're losing them just like we've lost our guy. <laughs> oh, he's back. Um, he wasn't then you lose... that, was he? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't interested in my Pure Rules <laughs> explanation. Um, but yeah, you lose that rope break early on and that's you done for the entirety of that match. And it could go 60 minutes. Who knows? Uh, I'm very, uh, I, I enjoy these long, long matches that you see in Japan, all Japan, New Japan, uh, especially all Japan 1980s, 1990s, these long uh, matches are a huge fan of. So I wanted to bring a little bit of uh, seriousness to the, the, the company, but we still have, you know, these fun over the top, doink the clowns, you know, funny, exciting, you know, silliness that's going on that people enjoy as well. Because wrestling is a variety show and, and that's what Wrestle Carnival is. So, the Ringmasters Challenge is our is our premium, uh, is our, our main uh, match, and that'll be on our debut show. Kanji is going to be in the main event on that show. Um, love to be able to tell you who that opponent is, but because of date clashing and date changing and things like that, I'm not too sure it's one of two people. So if it's not one, it's it's going to be the other. So uh, we'll be able to announce that soon. But yeah, we we announced Kanji because she was going to be returning from injury. She uh, she broke her arm. Um, uh, which stopped her from some NXT bookings, UK bookings. So I'm um, very pleased to have her back and hoping to have somebody else that's been laid off with a, a long injury in the female division as well. We've been speaking to her, so hopefully we can bring her back too. Um, but yeah, just really excited about that, actually. I think it's, it's different. Um, and we've done a video on our social media that explains the actual, the the match itself. And we will play that before the show and then before the match as well. So the fans really sort of, remembering it that, that okay i understand what's going on here because is someone that just some random dude in the, in england has made up that you know people in america won't know what that is so we need to educate our, our audience yeah um, great go on justin i just want to jump in real quick my last question and i i hate to i know you talked about bringing everybody down but i gotta ask you a very serious question 
um, on this Thanksgiving over here in America. Gary, do you feel guilty for using the word talent and Mad Dog Mike Angus in this? <laughs> He's a talented dude. He's a nice guy. I'm just being polite. My mom always told me to be polite. Um, I'll tell him what I really think in DMs later. Um, I just go. won't read them. I just leave you on red. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You look, you look like he could be a doink. I'm picturing it. Yeah, he looked good. <laughs> no, I, I think you're all very talented what you're doing. I was listening to you before I came on. I, you know, it's uh, it's a great podcast. I'm very uh, appreciate that you've all come on. I think one of my guys has just said hello to me as well. He's uh, part of our management team, uh, Ryan. So hi, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Wrestling travel um, is awesome. They've uh, been very acceptance of Wrestle Carnival and myself. Um, while I've been a promoter for the last year, this is a brand new company, so I'm doing this on my own, and they've been nothing but appreciated and helpful. Obviously, they're doing their WrestleMania uh, travel packages at the bottom here, so make sure you grab one of those. I'm going to be there, so I can't wait if uh, if you guys are all come in and we can have a, a non-alcoholic beer because I don't actually drink either. Uh, so don't listen to music and I don't drink. Uh, I don't know why I'm in the wrestling business, but there we go. <laughs> Neither if do I. Enjoy yourself, you don't need to drink. You don't need yeah. to. <laughs> no, we can. I, I like a Pepsi Max. So if we've got, uh, if we can get some sponsorship with Pepsi Max, man, I mean, like I have a ridiculous obsession with Pepsi Max. Uh, I've just finished my last one, so I need to nip out before uh, dinner's ready to get some more. But now I appreciate you guys and uh, and everybody that's watching. Please, if you if you could just give us a follow on social media, uh, interact with us. We're very open on it, so as you can see from our equity agreement. Our doors are wide open. Uh, I'm very transparent. And if anybody in the wrestling business, promoters, talent, interviews, etc., need anything, any help, uh, please drop me a, a direct message. Sometimes it can take me a little while to to reply. To do get quite a few, but I promise I will come back to everybody. And yeah, I, I just I just want to help people, and uh, um, just because I love the wrestling business, like the, the three of us, or the four of us do. So yeah, thank you. Best yeah, of luck no. with it, mate. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, Gary, for joining us, and we can't wait to see what comes with Wrestle uh, Wrestle Carnival in the future. But thank you for your time. Oh, <laughs> before you go, can you let us know about your merch line? Oh, I've got oh, loads. <laughs> Every, well, uh, funny enough, Ryan, who's he's listening, uh, said to me, uh, I found one a random pitch, and I was like, when did I do this? He's like, mate, at one point, you were making brands up left, right, and center. I was like, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is a new Coven range I've done. It's Grapped Apparel. We were literally on Impact Wrestling last night. Uh, TJP wore it, which was pretty cool. So when he comes out uh, against Hakeem uh, Zayn, I always call him his AAW uh, name because I'm a part of the AAW team. So Hakeem uh, Zayn is in there, the ex-division champion. He he also uh, reps this. Uh, Diana Perrazzo, he's got some merch as well. So it's, it's more for wrestling fans we're doing very much in catch wrestling at the moment just about to bring out a uh, new design for catch wrestling fans so it's a uh, pretty good old school type billy robinson carl gotch type uh, scenario and then um, you know graps to us or wrestling or uh, or pura wrestling uh, again i'm huge uh, Japanese wrestling fans so we we dedicate this the only thing that really matters to all of us um, outside of our families which is pro wrestling so this is um, this is what I'm doing here and then I have a, a second range called Gaijin uh, worldwide which uh, Gaijin translates to um, foreigner or alien in Japanese so 
that's very um, dedicated there. And then a uh, part of that is uh, Emerald Reigns because one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Mitsuharu Misawa. So you have a, a, a slight uh, few uh, bits from him, which you'll see on Eddie Edwards shortly, who has uh, modeling our range for us, which is pretty cool. So yeah, if anyone wants anything, we're doing some Black Friday sales at the moment. So uh, buy one, get one free on our uh, Gaijin range and uh, buy one get one half price on our graps range both using black friday so i appreciate you letting me <laughs> hijack your uh, podcast there <laughs> and uh, i'll throw you all some t-shirts for your time when we see each other and uh, work together and work you know maybe a daunt the clown graps t-shirt would be pretty cool <laughs> gotta be muff one though <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah the original yeah yeah gotta be the heel clown Ah, <laughs> oh, they're the best. Yeah, I really need some clowns, and everybody there's thinks it's going to be clowns. Have you seen Freak Show? There's a guy called Freak Show. Uh, yeah. like we've had up at uh, TNT a couple of times. Yeah, he's a scary clown. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like. I've got some really good ideas and different things, and some u- unique ness that's going to happen. And but funny enough, my mum came up with a couple of them. I was like, she's <laughs> shy to put my mum on the creative side here. <laughs> like, uh, just to make things a little bit special for, uh, for VIPs. I always do a VIP deal, but sometimes I think, ah, oh, just what else can I do? And I've got an idea that might work, and we'll, we'll try it and see if people accept it. So it's just, you know, just different things. But yeah, do, Doink, uh, hopefully Doink can be at the first show. That'd be cool. Let, let me ask one more thing before you go. Uh, I'm sure you're going to watch the lockdown sessions with uh, Mad Dog, uh, but Alicia and I talking about nailing down guests while we've got it in a public forum, and forum with, I don't know, two people watching. Can I get you, Gary, on yes, the lockdown yeah. sessions and we can set something up and uh, uh, we can get it out there, promote uh, promote everything that you're doing and, and talk some wrestling. Absolutely. Um, the only thing I uh, ask of you is we talk wrestling for as long as you can talk wrestling for. So, uh, I could speak wrestling all, all day. I watch it all day. Danny texts me at four. Can you come on this show? I was like, dude, I'm on. Let's do it. I just pause NXT. I've got some other stuff. I'm watching C4 Wrestling at the moment from Canada, which is absolutely incredible. If you like PWG, these guys in Canada, they're in, it's insane. C4 Wrestling, I'm watching it on uh, W Independent Wrestling TV. It's incredible. You've got anybody watching it. Brilliant. I've been watching it. Uh, I do night shifts. So I've just finished my last night shift last night. So I'm free for the next four days. If you want me, I'm, I'm all yours. Just be kind. All right. Sounds great. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, I will speak to you very soon. Thank you. I was going to say, oh, you know what, um, JC, there was a question you asked me the other day about um, hidden gems of shows. And when Gary was talking, then it just popped up into my head to mention uh, Universal Uproar in the Coventry Sky Dome. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard about that show, but Kenta Kabashi, uh, Kenta Kabashi was on the show. And uh, it just just made me think about when Gary was talking about the uh, Japanese wrestling, Puro style, and everything there. You know, when I met Kenta Kabashi, that was quite a cool day. But uh, that's a show that's a bit of a hidden gem if you if you look out for that one. I'll look out for it definitely. Thank you. And uh, yeah, excellent. What else did Danny have to ask us today? Danny, what have you got for us? Yeah, we we still got plenty of topics that we've not managed to dive into as of yet. But uh, just whilst uh, we're waiting for our next guest i think she may be ready now 
Great comments, right? You're going to go over them? For our next guest who we've got on um, now. But just before we get to you, Luce, we've got some comments just to read out. No um, worries. Before we get to you there. Um, we were talking about music a little bit earlier. Um, Wonderful. And uh, we've got a comment saying, don't forget the Spice Girls from WT's Chloe there, who's, uh, um, well, Lee Mackett has responded with, these guys are the Spice Boys. What do you think? Which, who, who's JC? I mean, we, we all know he's Ginger Spice, don't we, Dan? Yeah, we're not going to say Ginger's down. <laughs> didn't ask. Didn't ask. <laughs> Once I've got in a bit of better shape, I'll just be sporty because she was the Scouse, wasn't she, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. We've got a comment from Jess Hastings. Hey, all. And... Hi, Jess. Hi. And we've got one. Hey, Lucy, go girl. First comment. Oh, from hey, Mick. <laughs> Fantastic. But, Lucy, welcome to the Wrestling Travel Podcast. Hiya. And first of all, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, not bad. Um a bit miffed about the whole tear situation, but what can you do, you know? Um, but, you know, you get on with it, don't you? But, yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Are you tear-free, Luce, as well? Tear-free. Tear-free, yeah. Oh, crikey. Same, same, same as us. But, uh, but yeah, just want to go back um, yeah. for these last few months. What have you sort of been getting up to in terms of obviously just keep insane. Keep insane. I mean, Netflix has really done me a solid um, just being a thing. Um, watched a lot of telly. Um, been catching up on like NXT and NXT UK, stuff like that. Um, started doing a bit of working out and yeah. Spending a lot of time with my family and my fella, so yeah, it's it's been all right. I've still been able to work, as in do my my shoot job, like my dog walking, so that's not too bad. But just it's just been very quiet. Life has been very quiet. Yeah, it has indeed. But I've seen recently that you have uh, been involved with a few wrestling promotions with some new positions that you've got. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, so I'm working with uh, BWR, that's predominantly the main company that I'm going to be working with um, and helping out with uh, Pride Pro as well um, for their show in um, for the Pride Weekend in London. Mm. Um, but um, as of like actual positions and things like that, I'm not doing too much at the minute because I'm going to be moving house, so I can't mm. really commit to too much because i don't know where i'm going to be living well I, I will i mean i'm going to be on the other side of the country so it's going to be a bit difficult but um yeah but bwr uh, british wrestling revolution are going to be my sort of hometown promotion uh in 2021 moving forward so i'm excited to work with them where are they based so they're based in cleethorpes near grimsby Cleethorpes, okay okay yeah nice. yeah yeah not too far from hull and humberside that side of that's basically the opposite side to where i've been working normally <laughs> right <laughs> no fantastic and I'm, I'm assuming that's obviously where you're so, moving yeah. to, now, to escape tier three yeah 
No, they're sparing they tier three as well. I think, oh, jeez, everywhere's just tier three, yeah. isn't it? Oh, mad dog, everywhere's tier Hello. three. Sorry, Hello, gang. Yeah. <laughs> no, fantastic. But, um, yeah, in terms of obviously wrestling and things like that, you see you've been catching up with NXT UK and NXT. Uh, we saw last night the grizzled young veterans returning, um, James Drake, yeah. Zach Gibson, um, managing to get back over to the States there to make themselves known again. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that, Lucy? Obviously, oh, I'm back. so happy. Well, we were literally about to go to sleep and we were like, right, well, there's, there was one match left. We, we, we should stay awake for it. But And then, obviously, they came in and did their bit. And we were, we both just sat up, like me and my, my partner, Connor, we both just sat up like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's the Grizzled Young Vets. Like, because I, I didn't know. Like, I could, I probably could have read into it by reading, like, Facebook posts and things like that. But I didn't actually know that they were going to be coming back, like, last night. Um, so to see them was was a, was a huge pop. It was just like, I'm so happy for them. Um, they deserve it. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was really good to have, like, four UK guys and girls, obviously, guys being the the general term of humans um <laughs> on the on the show um you know like obviously Pete and Tyler uh, uh, Pete and Tony and um the Grizzled Jim Vets it was just brilliant um yeah really good awesome and mad dog what, what was your take on the on the return last night were you, you excited to see the, the boys on there Excellent. you know what I really liked I thought they both looked very smart last night I liked them uh them trousers they they had on that reminded me a little bit of uh, Simon Hill from uh, from TNT and keep keep it locked. You know I've seen them them trousers that you know that's my uh, once I get back in a bit of shape I might have to purchase a pair of them myself. You know a bit snazzy. <laughs> they do always look on on top form, don't they, with their suits and stuff. It's yeah. And a uh, great promo from uh, from Zach as well. He uh, you know he he came out with the classic, didn't he? So. Uh... <laughs> He should always yeah. have a mic in his hand. He literally should just have a mic in his hand the entire time. The uh, the crowd hated them, which is exactly what they wanted. So, uh, you know, it got a, got a great response. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, KO's commentary as well. It was a little bit different on the show last night. So, uh, nice to have him on as well. Yeah, I liked his show. I, I liked his show bit as well. I enjoyed that. I think he knew what was coming somehow. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so no, it was a great show as well. Um, I really like the fact that they were advertising war games with uh, with war pigs as the theme song. Love that. And uh, Shotzi looks like she might be building a bit of a new tank. That was a bit of a rare Undertaker sort of throwback with the uh, with her building the tank there. JC shaking his head. Did you see that, JC? <laughs> no, JC, why are you shaking your head over there? <laughs> she hates tanks, does he? <laughs> well, you got to remember. You guys are talking about grizzled young vets. I'm a grizzled old vet, 23 years in the business. So uh, riding a tank down to the ring is not somebody I take seriously. So you've got to yeah. get that. And Lucy, I needed, I needed Lucy back in the early 90s when I was at university or college, as we call it here, and taking physical education and getting yelled at by my very feminist teacher, when I called the, the group, I said, okay, guys, today we're going to do basketball. And I got just eviscerated because there were women in that group. And I used the term guys. And I, <laughs> from, I was like, you got to be kidding me. 
I'm 18 years old. And I'm like, what? I don't even know why you're yelling at me. So now I try so hard in the next however many years to try to be like women. Hello, guys and girls. And now a freaking true woman of the 2020s says, hey, guys is a general term for everybody. I needed you so long ago. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, you probably weren't around. I needed your mother to come over and help me out, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, I got then. I also have to ask you coming from the United States, you named off a bunch of towns that I have no idea, even though I've been to your beautiful country many times. But when you say travel across the country, what is that like? Isn't that like a maximum of a two hour drive if you go <laughs> east or west? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It takes two hours to get there. So, but that's across country for us, you know. It's it's a you know, our country compared to America is tiny. It's I I've done a uh, I travelled across America. I went from LA to New York on a coach, and that was a trip. Like that LA makes no trip in comparison in England. So no. <laughs> no. My, my yeah. one question, and I'm going to leave it because after this, you're not going to want to answer anymore. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Are you ready? Did you watch um, Alicia when she was on here earlier? I didn't. I've been working today. Okay. We were talking about getting guests uh, to interview and how some of them ghost you and maybe <laughs> agree to it and never actually come to fruition. So what is your excuse after April, after WrestleMania, you promoted us so well at the, the, the pub crawl. And I said, you got to come on. I want to push you and do stuff. And all I heard, all I heard, and, and give me a minute as I pause. This is what I heard back from you. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to know when you say, hey, I've been watching Netflix, I've been doing nothing. And I understand you probably need a little mental break. But uh, while I put you on the spot, give me a great excuse for not doing a lockdown session. I don't I don't have one. I'm just I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> she fell in love, JC. I did to be fair. In a relationship. From Give the lady the, a chance. <laughs> yeah, it has literally been that has been my excuse. Um Currently, he's on the floor doing a workout in front of me um, <laughs> during lockdown because the gyms aren't open yet. So, Well, when we say on the floor doing a workout and we have Stewie on, that means something completely different. But uh, <laughs> no, the offer is still there whenever uh, you don't have to fall out of love to do it. I don't okay, want that's that. good. I don't want that to happen. But both I go on as a couple. We'll go, we'll, yeah, definitely. Ooh, yeah. Cool. That would be my first uh, in love. Yeah, uh, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had the Blossom Twins on at the same time. Oh, so I love the Blossom Twins. Great. Yeah. They are great. Yeah. No, we, we will do it. All right. He, he doesn't you know like... what he's agreeing to now. <laughs> Come into the frame and say hello. I'll, I'll bring him in. He's, he's a bit sweaty. He's a bit sweaty. I told you to on the show. All right. There he is. There he is. What are you signing up for? We're doing um oh I'll give you an ear. We're doing um we're doing a lockdown sessions podcast. Is it it's podcast, isn't it? It's for YouTube, yeah, yeah. YouTube, yeah, 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 yeah. So. With JC, who is that one in the corner? Hey mate, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, I would love to get you guys on. 
Um, actually, you know, because Lucy's what? What's April? How many months ago is that? I mean, it's quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I said that I'd go on the same calendar as you, JC. <laughs> I didn't know. Actually, I'm six hours behind, so it's a lot longer over there. Yeah. <laughs> Through lockdown, we've learned to work on Lucy time, so you know. Yeah. Uh, I could as explain. Yeah, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, so, explain yeah, we'll to it, me. Okay, cool. Now explain to me, and I don't mean any disrespect. Now, your uh, your significant other there. How is he involved in the wrestling yep. business? Uh, so he's a wrestler. His uh, name is Scotty Rock. Um, so he's a he's a wrestler as well. Well, not as well because I'm not a wrestler, but he's a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> in the business. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Brilliant. Lucy, Justin wanted to, uh, he was mentioning before we got you on about the time you got put through a table. Oh, um, yeah. Mm. Can, you, can you tell Justin about how that all came about and how it felt? It felt horrific. Um, and it came about, it was, it was with uh, This Is Wrestling and I was basically trying to make two tag teams be friends. Um, and in the process of trying to make them friends, they took it out on me um, and I ended up slapping one of them and then they put me through a table um, and they are no longer friends. None of us are friends to be fair uh, because that really hurt. Um, and yeah, that was, yeah. From the top rope as well. Oh yeah. 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 Straight through the it table. Was, it was Dan Evans and Scott Oban, wasn't it? The it certainly was. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling JC was. about them the other day then. And bad boys. Yeah. We were yeah. suggesting Lucy that we should get them on air. We should have Scott in the interval, um, and we'll do some sort of messy for mine challenge because uh, you mm. were, you know, you were the first person I saw do that. Was, yeah. Uh, you know, that's what got me uh, so interested in that. Yeah. And then obviously, I think having Scott, like maybe in a in like a paddling pool or something, and that fans can just like slime him and you know in the interval for a couple of quid for charity i just think that's definitely. the way forward oh it's definitely the way forward yeah absolutely mad dog yeah. your fantasy here that you're trying to it does sound a bit yeah get him in a paddling pool and then slime him up. what was that sorry dan <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you broke up i didn't hear what you said <laughs> probably a good job it's probably a good job to be fair yeah what the <laughs> I w and I would talk to you about this in a lockdown, but since we're on here live on Facebook, Lucy, you um, and, and it, it escapes me. Pardon me. I'm not a journalist like I previously said, but you've ran a show. You're very big um, in mental health. Yeah. You ran, I don't I can't remember. You're going to tell me what your show was called. And hopefully when the pandemic is over, you're going to tell me that there's a part two. Um, but your your thoughts during this pandemic and people reaching out to each other and supporting uh you're a big proponent of mental health danny's a big proponent of mental health i mean we all are here but you guys are very vocal about it and i love it can you can you what would I, your name of your show was awesome and i can't remember it fight the good fight fight the good fight yes i'm sorry talk yeah. about that please yeah um oh it was such a good show um it was just so feel good and we raised like over four thousand pounds for charity and it was just such a lovely day um and i would like to think that there would be a fight the good fight too there was going to be this year um but 
obviously Rona came and ruined all the plans. Um, but you there did was Koala Slam on... as well, Luz. Yeah, Koala Slam. That was good fun. Um, that was raising money for the um, Port. Mac- oh, now then, I can never say this word. The Port Macar. Mac- Mac- it's it's Sorry, basically my bad. <laughs> yeah, you're bad indeed. It's um, it's a charity for um koalas in uh, Australia that were uh like you know hurt in the bushfires that happened earlier on this year, um and there was I'm not hundred percent sure how much uh, was raised altogether. I know that I put in uh like a GoFundMe and that got up to eight hundred pounds, uh, but there was more from that as well because that didn't include like ticket sales. Uh, but it was actually Tel Bannum who organised that um, mm. up in Leeds. And that was a lovely show as well. Um, that was good fun. So. Just following up on that. Now, today over here in the USA, it's Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. So we all, it, it's a very tough year um, to find stuff to be thankful for. Uh, we, of yeah. course, have been told not to even gather with our families yeah um, obviously because of the coronavirus but even without the corona um, the holiday uh, is very tough on people very mentally because uh i recently you know i lost my mom my dad you know and it's very hard to keep thankful for you i, I watch your stuff on twitter your your i would watch your stuff on twitter but i hear you speaking out on mental health what would be uh something today people are watching some people might not have this great Thanksgiving meal or family to look forward to because of the pandemic or because of other things. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you say to people uh, struggling with, because uh, we all struggle with mental health and it is something mm-hmm. I break a leg. I go to the doctor. I got something up here. That's really bothering me. I mean, yeah, there are doctors now, but it's not uh, socially acceptable to say, man, I'm hurting. Yeah, no, it is. It is a sad thing. It does need to be more, acceptable to talk about it um and i think that's why i'm quite open with stuff because when when i was first poorly a few years ago it was still it was like 10 years like nine or ten years ago and it was still very still a very taboo subject um and now it's a lot more you know the statistics show that it's one in three or one in four that struggle with their mental health that's a lot of people and people need to accept in themselves that it is okay to feel like like bad in times no one can be happy all the time um there's always places to reach out to um you know whether that is friends family or services you know health services helplines even going on like facebook and going on a group chat in facebook of like a like a support group you know that can really help it is just about reaching out and realizing that you're not on your own um, that's that's definitely one of the main things. Like you might feel like you're isolated away from the world, and but every nobody is truly alone. There is always help there. It's just sometimes it it does take a lot to reach out and get the help. Um, and sometimes what helps one person doesn't help another person. Um, but the key is just to never give up, because there will be something out there that will you know, make, make you, you not realize. So it's a weird word that, but make you know that there is more to life than how rubbish you're feeling at that, at that time. Like if you think that it can't get much worse, then it can't, it can only get better. Yeah, really That's a really good point, Luce. I was going to say, um, 
what one thing that's been great to see was the all the wrestling community coming together during lockdown and everything as well. Um, Isaiah Quinn did the uh, the guide and light TV. That was an awesome, awesome one to see. That's yeah. uh, you know, he did some really great work and kept uh, a lot of the gang together there with that. And I know you were involved in that as well. And there, uh, yeah, still awesome to see. So yeah, looking forward to seeing if he does anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> But yeah, it is about just keeping in touch with people who you can. Um, you know, we all moaned about Zoom quizzes, but without them, you know, it it would have been a lot longer and a lot worse because the people, like for example, the people who I was seeing at wrestling shows literally every week, every, twice a week, I've not seen them now since March, like face to face. But without the Zoom quizzes, it would have been so much worse because I wouldn't have been able to see them you know in a group yes we're all in tiles on a screen but it's still it definitely helped having that bit of social interaction definitely yeah very very good on both of what you guys are saying like that that taking that step that first step that's almost seems like that's the hardest yeah part and i'm by no way like you said everybody's different and i'm by no way an expert on stuff but i always say even when I'm not feeling down, just to remember the times that I'm like, oh, I, this was a crap day, but it got better. And I think life- Every day is a new day. Yeah, life ebbs and flows. We know we're gonna have, you know, knowing that we're gonna have good and we're gonna have bad, but having people like you, people like Danny and stuff that are on social media, and and I know both of you will say, um, hey, I'm, I'm nobody, I'm just a, I'm just a person, but watching you guys lead that on social media is something that uh, I very much respect because uh, it is hard. It's 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 a hard world out there, isn't it, Mad Dog? Mate, I'm always here to support and help anybody. If they ever need to reach out, give us a shout. I'm always here to chat about whatever you want to chat about, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm just glad that everyone's doing well. Smiles all around, and, uh, and I hope everyone at home watching today is all uh, feeling the same. You know, so, uh, yeah. Glad JC's enjoying his Thanksgiving as well. It's so good that you've joined us today, yeah. mate. I, I appreciate it personally, and I think, uh, you know, I just hope you're having a good time as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Danny, get me. I wanted to really – sorry, I really wanted to point out what you do for mental health, both of you guys. So, Danny, get us back on the rails again uh, with wrestling because some people might be like, hey, I was – I was feeling pretty good, and then you brought this all up. Uh, so I, I came here to talk about wrestling. So I think it's the opposite. A lot of people have put in the comments that they're in. You know, Tom has just shouted out to say thanks. Obviously, Tom um, organizes uh, Messy for Mine um, in the UK. There you go. See, so, uh, you know, awesome. so I think um, oh, we had race. such a good laugh doing the Messy for Mind um, thing. Like my dad was the one who got to throw guns on me, and he absolutely loved it. Um, and there was even <laughs> people walking down the street watching um and luckily we did it in like the summer so it wasn't too cold but when when scotty rock did his it was slightly colder um <laughs> it was october i think it was Ooh. yeah it was world mental health day when when he did it um and got covered in orange orange gunge so yeah but it's good fun and it's 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 nice to do something fun for such a, a, a you know a worthy cause so i definitely recommend doing that um yeah definitely awesome and just switching back to the uh the wrestling just before we let you go lucy mm -hmm. um, 
we said a fond farewell to The Undertaker this past weekend. What was your sort of take on, on that? I mean, he's retired more times than, you know, <laughs> my granddad who loves it, who loves to work. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think every time he does, it's been it's been an emotional time. Um, but I think I I personally, because I'm still I still say I'm quite new into wrestling. I think I am because I've never really watched it. You know, I've not gone back in time and watched a lot. His his um, this year's WrestleMania with his you know cinematic match i loved that i really really enjoyed that i think i've watched it a few times since um and yeah with him retiring it's sad to see that he won't be doing any more of that kind of stuff because i really enjoyed that um and you know at um when we did for the love of wrestling the main thing was that the undertaker was there and his sort of entrance music and the, the bells chiming and stuff that was all that we heard for that first day uh, for the love of wrestling um and that that noise now if ever i hear it i'm like oh i'm back in liverpool um <laughs> and it was just it was such a good day um you know such a good weekend and yeah it's just fond memories awesome no that is absolutely brilliant but lucy thank you very much for joining us here on the rest thanks Travel. for having me and we can't wait to see your lockdown session, which we hope is going to be soon. Definitely. Um, we'll get on that, I promise. Yeah, well, that's great. But, yeah, thank you very much, and have yourself a lovely evening indeed. Thank you. Look after yourselves, guys. Hopefully see Bye. you soon, Lou. Stay safe. Bye. Hey, so we got to we gotta make some shout-outs here. Like, I've been trying to go through the comments, but uh, yeah. Wrestle Merch Central... Powered for TV, Franco Varga. I mean, hey, Mad Dog. Yes, can mate. you can you do a shout out for Rob Brennan? Definitely, Rob Brennan, a guy looking to uh, to break into the business. He hasn't had a chance to do any shows yet, but he's a uh, he, you know he's a hard worker and he's looking to uh, to get involved somehow. So he's based down in Bournemouth, I believe. So uh, yeah, you know if you're around that area, you can get in to help in your show or whatever i think uh there's a couple of promotions down that neck of the woods rob's a passionate guy he loves wrestling wants to be involved in some way so if anyone's got anything available for him to help out with maybe and introduce him into the business uh you know i think he'd really appreciate that and i think uh you know it's good to see people giving it a go and trying to get involved so yeah excellent good on him and uh, it was great to hear from lucy obviously talking about the love of wrestling and um, we were there last year and uh it was a great experience. Uh, we were working for uh, Wrestling Travel for that. And, uh, you know, I just remember uh, when Lucy and um, Alora May got to meet Lita and I was uh, I got the photo for them of that. You know, it's a great team photo. And obviously we were, we were looking around before it all started and had our photo at the, uh, at the retro WWF desk there. So uh, we were prime time for a short while. And, uh, yeah, no, it was a great, great weekend and just there. Uh, Looking forward to next year when they get to run again, and hopefully they'll be able to get such a, a great range of guests again. Um, I was only watching this week on uh, Wrestling Travel YouTube and um, the interview with Ted DiBiase and Virgil that you guys put put back out, which was from uh, For the Love of Wrestling. And there's one point where Ted's um, struggling to remember a name, and you hear, you hear me in the background <laughs> giving the name he wanted. So I got a big thank you off Ted DiBiase on that. So 
always appreciated. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was great. Such a good experience to uh, to see all these guys and the camaraderie between them with Ted and Virgil, and uh, obviously Ric Flair, the um, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Brett Hitman Hart. It was a great great time to be in Liverpool. That and uh, yeah, hopefully next year will be just as good. Yep, can't wait for the next one. We got a comment from Tom as well. We hope you're doing very well indeed, Tom. I love the little wrestling dens that you guys have got. I mean, I've only put a, a T-shirt up here today <laughs> to the uh, to whilst I'm comfy here in uh, in bed, but that's fair. Um, Impact Euro Store. Good evening. Hello to the Impact Euro. Evening, Impact. Uh, thank awesome. you very much for saying hello. Um, we got here, Romeo. I haven't slept. I'm so excited for life. I was so pumped up when Taz gave the Taz mission to Cody Rhodes. Almost been 20 years since a solid Taz mission out of the blue was a few here and there in WWE and TNA. But you know what I mean? It was a great moment indeed. I've not actually seen that yet. Have you seen that, Mad Dog? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I really want to get onto AEW this week because I, I really enjoyed it. I watched them. Um, Watched both the shows this week. I watched AEW Live and then watched um, Caught Up on NXT. And uh, what I love about um, AEW at the moment is the way they build up the shows. They build up the stories really well, I think, with quite good layers. And, um, you know, week in, week out, they have something planned for the week after. And during the show, they promote it well. So they'll say, oh, we've got this happen just now. But next week, this is what we've got coming up. And I think they just drop it in and and do such a good job promoting stuff. So um, I was just I'll just read through my notes quickly with with you guys. So um, next week they've got the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal next week, which is uh which is what MJF won last year when he got the ring. Um, and then obviously they brought that back into the storyline this week as well, which all linked together nicely. Um, you know the th opening match on AEW was Hangman Page versus John Silver. Um, we only spoke the other week about how John Silver had stood out really well in his match of Orange Cassidy. And he had another great match with, with Hangman Adam Page on uh, AEW this week. Um, solid matchup. Um, the crowd really behind Hangman Page, uh, as usual. And uh, and he delivered um, delivered the bookshot lariat for the win. Um, Dark Order then came out and suggested that it might be a good idea for Page to join them as he's been evicted from the Elite. So that's another little... Uh, progression of the storyline um I, I won't go through everything there uh, interesting point was uh willie hobbs who uh, i really had, had felt i'd seen bits of him but i hadn't seen much of him obviously this week he was uh he was powerhouse hobbs instead with uh with taz and team taz there and that's what sort of led into the uh into the taz mission and i absolutely love taz's promo and the, and the idea i don't know if you guys got to see it but cody you know, he called out Cody from the back. Basically, he wanted a, some member of management out there to come and pay respect to the to his title, the um, FTW title. And Cody came out with the headset on and everything. You know, literally sitting backstage, and he says, "You know, why are you doing this?" Cody literally said to him, "Taz, you're wasting time on TV. Why, you know, why are you saying this?" And then um, they dropped their Taz dropped the line. You know, I've had enough of this corporate bullshit. You know, I was like, "Oh, he went there." You know, he told him. And then the next second, Cody's saying, oh, he's he's mad, this guy, you know. And as he turns away, he gets the Taz mission, you know. So uh, that was awesome to see. And I believe, uh, I, I only, I think they had Taz's, I think Taz's son was there as well, and he's training. Um, but there was loads of stuff going on on AEW this week. Um, Eddie Kingston was, was causing havoc, as usual. Uh, top flight, 
who the guys were talking about the week had another great show and they progressed their storyline and um, they went against the hybrids jack evans and angelico or angelico and uh that was a good match for both teams loads of high flying bits in that and uh angelico and uh and jack got the win and then continued with the beat down and that was when uh you know the young books came out and made this made the save and it's sort of leading to how they're uh sort of tutoring the younger tag team which is great to see and uh yeah there's all sorts of stuff going on vicky guerrero sent a message to brandy rhodes um ftr with another great promo um and they said in that about the young books they said you were you were better than us for three seconds and that and that was it you know that was enough justin's gone again he doesn't want to Talk about AEW today. <laughs> if if he has enough, then if he just goes, you know. So obviously not a fan of the books there, but <laughs> uh, great match from SCU and the Inner Circle. Inner Circle had a new T-shirt this week, and uh, which is good to see. And I also like Christopher Daniels' T-shirt, which said, "This is the worst year. This is the worst year." That was his T-shirt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the storyline with that one was the uh, you know SCU. In a circle, are all ringside causing havoc. Can't let them enjoy the tag match, and uh, it leads into something else that's going to happen next week, which I believe was uh, Christopher Daniels taking on Chris Jericho. Which is, uh, you know, if you if you were watching wrestling in the sort of late late two thousands, that's a bit of a dream match for you to see. So uh, should be exciting to see. Uh, they also progressed the storyline with Kip Sabian getting beat up backstage by Orange, Orange Cassidy and the Friends. Uh, great to see Kip featured on AEW. You know, I just hope the guy has a great career there and uh, there's a lot more to come from him. Uh, Dark Order out again. And uh, the women's title match, Abaddon, came out at the end, which is interesting to see. Uh, Matt Hardy is going to be there next week. And then uh, the main event, which was the highlight of the show, obviously, um, which was Butcher and Blade against Ray Phoenix and Pac, which set up all that storyline. And uh, the Butcher and the Blade, really impressive this week. So, uh, and obviously... Pack and Ray Phoenix. They steal every show they're on. So, uh, yeah, great show. Uh, and I was really impressed with AEW this week. And uh, NXT was great as well. So, what a uh, what a Wednesday of wrestling that was. It was uh, an absolute joy. I'm just, uh, you know, long may it continue with the, uh, with the great wrestling on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Definitely. And I can't wait for the uh, Moxley Omega match. In a, is that next week or the week after? It's coming up. That's it. Yeah. And they did the contract signing for that as well. And that's going to be next week on the second. Um, and obviously, uh, Mox beat Omega down as he, as he was doing his cleaner entrance, came and got him, took him to the ring and there. Uh, it was a great promo. Both guys delivered great promos on the show. And, and I just think that's why AEW has been so great because they're going back to the tried and tested formulas of professional wrestling, the stuff that we enjoyed back in the day. And they're using them tools, you know, things like the backstage interviews the great commentary teams, the interviewers, and, uh, and interspersing it with amazing wrestling, which is, you know, I think it's a great product at the moment. And, uh, you know, I, I hope JC's caught it and see what his opinion is. Well, you have been listening to The Mad Dog Show, starring <laughs> Mad Dog, produced by Mad Dog, written by Mad Dog. That um, was for uh, that was to make up for the, the first bit with Alicia where no one else spoke to apart from you, JC. Yeah, he was getting all dated there now. <laughs> the JC show. <laughs> right. Um I you know, I don't wanna I, I'll let you guys talk about I, I caught a little bit of uh AEW. I, as you know, I'm I'm very 
here comes my ride. Um, I'm very nitpicky. Um, yeah. Um, so some things I like, some things I don't. I do, I do turn into tune into AEW at times because they do have a let me see what these guys are going to do next feel. Um, but I do want to put over um, our guys from the Midwest top flight for getting signed by AEW and and appearing again. Great talents. I know uh, guys like Garrison Creed, um, Sabotage, all these wrestlers in the Midwest are aware um, of the of the guys in type, top flight and are very, very happy that they are, they are there. So uh, I didn't get a chance. To, I, I kind of caught up just via social media on NXT. I know we got the war games coming up. Um, but before we even get to that, and I hate to, I hate to turn it on its side. Are you guys hyped about appearing on fight TV this weekend? Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. From the Staples center, or is that just us over here? Even though I know they're older and the r- rules have been modified and I'm sure there's no crowd, but, uh, you guys hyped up about that or do you guys, cause UK, all you guys from the UK, I know you guys, uh, you know, just as a whole, I know you guys kind of follow boxing a little bit more than the average American. So are, are you guys, is that something that's kind of hyped up for you guys? um, When they sort of changed the rules, it got a bit, looked a bit negative on social media over here. A lot of people were complaining about there being no judges and no KOs and stuff. Uh, Stewie Palmer's very excited about it, but it's a big weekend for boxing. Stu um, was messaging me about some of the other matches coming up this weekend, but he's excited for, for Tyson as well. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet Mike Tyson. He was at um, Access in Miami, um, so randomly met Mike Tyson, and uh, you know he was he was fun to chat to for sure. Wait, 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 wait! Can you take him? What's that say? Me, the Mad Dog. (laughs) Mike Angus can't take him, but the Mad Dog can after a few drinks. (laughs) 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 No, I think um, it'll be uh, be definitely a spectacle to see for sure, and. um, you know, he says he's still got it. And some of the training videos that I saw leading up to it make me think he definitely has. So uh, it'll be intriguing. Who do you think uh, will win that bout, JC? Have you been there? Uh, well, I got to go Tyson. I got to go Tyson. You know, there's no no disrespect to Roy Jones. But well, I care, where were you guys on the Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather? Well, that was a huge one for you guys, too. No, Danny, you're shaking your head now. Wasn't interested at all. Yeah, I, I, um, they were... I I watch I try anything like that that really gets big media attention. I try and watch it so I know what's happened and uh, and uh, I, I get get into some of them, but not um, I'm not into boxing as much as say my uh, my brother and also uh, a couple of the guys they watch all the big fights and uh, also Stewie obviously is the one to speak to about the boxing. He loves a bit. He, Stewie just loves sports. <laughs> he loves the boxing. I you wrestling. know. That May- Mayweather <laughs> and Connor were was booked all wrong, you know, because it was a boxing match. And I thought, here's what you do: Connor wasn't allowed to kick. He gets pissed off at the end of that fight, and just because he's mentally in the UFC, he throws a kick to Floyd, gets disqualified. There's a big schmoz between both corners, and we set up Mayweather McGregor two this time. It's going to be UFC rules, and we go over and something happens, and and Mayweather there's a disqualification again, and it sets up the big payday for for once and all. This is the final matchup Mayweather. I thought for sure 
that somebody had to think of something like that. Get as much. I mean, that was just a payday. If Vince they McMahon had been doing it, if Vince had been doing it, that's what you would. That's what you would have got. You would have got all the paydays, and you and it would have been entertaining. But uh, I don't know. Somebody dropped the ball there, really, didn't they? Because they're, they're all boxing matches now that I watch, and I sort of think. You know, is uh, this is le- this is going to be a second fight? You know, as soon as I watch the first fight, I'm like, it's got to be a second fight. I sort of think, you know, is it as legit as it was? But you know, there's, uh, yeah, it's the dropped set, off over here. Sorry, is it not? As pop- I keep stepping pop- on you. I got like a delay or something. I very much apologize. Don't um, you worry about it at all. Boxing over here used to be on like Why World of Sports. A lot of stuff. I used to look forward to it and big pay-per-views. And then uh, mid-90s, I want to say, there was a Roy Jones Jr. fight that was free on Fox. And don't quote me, I'll have to look it up. But that was a ma- that I watched it and I was like, oh. they say wrestling's fake. This fight looked fixed. You know, so some of them do. I don't know where the kayfabe is in boxing or UFC. But that's all I got to say about that. That's my Forrest Gump for the day. I tend to get more invested in it when I sort of know the fighters or if, if I get a bit of a backstory from it. Even as simple as uh, Roy, um, Roy Knight from the Hooligans over here in, in the UK. He was uh, speaking about one of his hometown guys. He was a, a boxer who was fighting that night. And I only glanced at it on um, on Facebook and he's saying, oh, my, my mate so-and-so is fighting this evening. And then from that, I thought, oh, I'll watch that. I'm not doing it. I'll watch that. Check that match out. His mate Warren had a great fight and it was... Uh, and yeah, that got me invested in it. Just that simple thing of somebody saying, "Oh, my mates fighting this evening." But I mean, that that can be the same for a lot of things, you know. If you help your friends out and say, "Oh, he's doing this this evening," or this, you know, goes back to the whole thing. Follow people on social media, take an interest in what people are doing because you never know when somebody's going to do something that's, uh, you know, going to be mind blowing for you. And it's like, you know, you can get involved and enjoy that, that your friends are doing well with stuff, you know. So. Uh, I certainly do. You know, when you see like people like Stu doing his interviews with people in the States and then suddenly it's getting watched in Australia and America, I just think good on him. You know, that's that's awesome to see. And, you know, during during lockdown, like we I always chat to you, JC, connected you in the States. You know, and I feel like we're good friends now from just chatting on this and everything. And, uh, you know, that's great. Well, we're not, obviously. We, there is going to be. <laughs> of course fight. we are. Of course. There is going to be a fight. But <laughs> <laughs> we've got to build it right. We've got to keep doing these. And then yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. you know, you've got to, you know, build it up right. Just, you know, you meant to pretend you like me and then you can turn on me, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't playing right. Man. Kayfabe, come on. <laughs> Yeah, but fellas, just moving back uh, to the AEW stuff, just to let you know as well, our AEW Double or Nothing 2021 packages in Vegas. Um, deposits are now £99 per person for Black Friday. All you'll need to do at this time is send us a message and we can get that discount on the deposit applied for you. Um, so you'll be just paying the £99. So, yeah, for next year, AW Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. What um, an event that will be. And obviously with the news, with potential vaccines and things, that should be one to keep an eye on indeed. But what a fantastic podcast we've had again here, episode 21. Of course, we want to thank our guests that have been on. The first Mad Dog, Mike Angus, 
um, who has joined us as always. And we hope to see him again next time. We've had Alicia Atout uh, kicked off our podcast a little earlier. We also had Gary Ward from Wrestle Carnival um, came on and also Lucy Openshaw as well. But yeah, some fantastic guests. We hope to get some more next week for episode 22. And also just a quick reminder, scrolling across the bottom of the screen, you'll see that our WrestleMania 2022 pre-release packages, um, there were five more VIP packages released today after they ultimately sold out along with our classic and premium packages so some extra ones there make sure you grab them quick because they will certainly go and they also have a 99 pound deposit per person attached to that with your uh, rest of payments coming um 13 months um before the final payment is due um so fantastic stuff there make sure you get on board that for 2022 and something else to look forward to in the future once all this nonsense of COVID has gone and we don't have to hear about it anymore indeed. But Justin, do you have any final words, my friend? No, you know what? I think I talked way too much today, but uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody uh, in in the U.S. here. And certainly, uh, even though it's a holiday over here, uh, you know, happy Thanksgiving to you guys too. Very thankful to have you guys as friends uh, to be able to do the podcast, be able to work with wrestling travel, uh, be able to do what I do, but just, just, uh, everybody that's, uh, you know, you think about this crazy world of, uh, pro wrestling and how many great people that we've met. Uh, so, and, and like I said, echoing, uh, the mental health that we talked about with Lucy, if anybody is feeling down, it's the holidays. It certainly is a time, but like, please, uh, take that big step. Um, you know, even, uh, just just chatting to somebody um, every day. You know, the sun can't shine every day, but during those rainy days, we got to look forward to uh, the sun coming out and certainly this year more than others. So and I just got done saying I wasn't going to say anything because I talked too much. And here I go on for another <laughs> half hour rant. So thank you, gentlemen. JC, I, I hate to cut you off, but uh, I had one last thing I wanted to say, which was uh, this week, guys, you need to check out the lockdown sessions with a special guest. Mad Dog Mike Angus, part one and two. So uh, we had a great chat earlier on the week, and it's uh, and I know you like to mention about the lockdown sessions. So <laughs> I thought I'd pop that yeah, in there. Sergeant Slaughter probably going to watch the lockdown sessions. Sarge should watch it. Yeah. Great respect. What a legend. And, uh, you know, he was in G.I. Joe as well, and great wrestler. Always enjoyed his matches, even when working there. Heel or face, both great. And... Uh, my last thing to add, Danny, was Las Vegas. You know, that is uh, me and the guys went two years ago and it was it was one of them places I'd never really fancied. But my friends were like, you've got to go to Vegas. You've got to go to Vegas. So we went. I had an amazing time. If you can get to Vegas, if you haven't been in your life to Vegas, you've got to go. Because I'll tell you what, it was just it, it wasn't what I was expecting at all. And I had a marvelous time. Some of the stuff I got up to there was uh Stuff we can't talk about on this show. No, I mean, uh, it was great. I had a brilliant time. And, uh, you know, we, we had a great time. And it, talking about um, traveling earlier, we traveled from Las Vegas down to L.A. Um, my good friend Pete drove. And, uh, yeah, it took like four hours. So that's the same as like for us, Justin, just to put the geography, is like the same for me driving down to London, basically. So, uh, you know, so it's a nice little drive. It was snowing while we were there. First time it snowed in eight years. 
So hopefully the weather will be better for uh, for AEW. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just want to say again, thanks so much for having me on. And also thanks for getting such great guests on today. It's always brilliant to catch up with Lucy and uh, and Gary and Alicia. So uh, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, I only need four more followers to get up to a thousand on Facebook. So anyone who uh, who doesn't follow the Mad Dog, this is the time to get involved and uh, and check out the old uh, Twitter and the Instagram. And just in favor of the uh, Mangus Bites. Yeah, <laughs> here's the problem. You're asking too nicely. Don't ask them to follow you. <laughs> Tell them to follow you, Mad Dog. Well, it's worth checking out. There's uh, all the stuff goes on there from all, from all the guys in the wrestling business. Stu's Wrestling Podcasts on there. Wrestling Travels on there. TNT Extreme Wrestling. Wrestle Island. You know, all, all the people I work alongside. All their stuff's on there. So keep an eye out for it. Last thing. I have an idea for, for a show, a podcast, and I don't even want to be on it. I want Danny to host. And I want Mad Dog on one side, and I want Stewie in the other, and I want you to bring up controversial topics that they would both be on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I want you to mediate, and I want to watch these guys argue. <laughs> Sounds fair. Oh, me and Stewie are good friends. I think uh, you know we'd come to some sort of gentleman's agreement over whatever it was we discussed. Oh, you guys are both so passionate. I think we'd get some good content in the middle there. So. <laughs> Well, there you go. It's been pitched now. Ideas hey. and names in the comments, everybody. Shout <laughs> out. I just got in. a text from our good friend, Big Con, from formerly known as The Ascension, uh, The Awakening. He says, happy Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to you, Big Con. Happy Thanksgiving, Con, and everybody over in the States. Have a great day. And one last thing before we go. Our main man himself, Lee McIntyre, which Spice <laughs> Girl should Justin Clapper be? Got to be scary, uh, hasn't he? Posh. <laughs> posh. posh. Oh, I thought he was just asking for a spice. I was going to go like nutmeg or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. your uh, retribution name, isn't it? Nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we had comments. Like Chloe in there. Lee Mack in there. Happy holidays. Yeah, no, thank you very much for joining us. And Justin, go and enjoy yourself and have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs>